It is Friday night in Phoenix, and you're listening to the Absolute Geeker Podcast. I am Matt. I'm Geeker. I'm, I'm, I'm Corbin. And wheezing the juice over here is Travis Rats. There you go. Travis back again, my man. He knows, he knows the only place to be Friday nights. He's, he's got it under control. Or, th- or as we were discussing before we went live, Saturday for him because he's a man of the future. Saturday mornings, I've replaced my cartoons and Cocoa Puffs with ab- Absolute Geeker Podcast. As- absolute Geek. Yeah, channeling your du- your geeker. Daffy Duck there, huh? Absolute yep. Geeker. Absolute. Uh, what's going on, guys? Well, Nice watermelon fucking cup, Kyle. That is a nice cup. Is it I frosted? Like is it a frosted mug? Ooh. No, it's plastico. Oh, it looks like it's frosted. It looks, looks tasty. Great cheek. You can find any of those cups at your kooky ants picnic. Pick them <laughs> yep. up at your next kooky ants picnic. That's where I stole them from. Aunt, Aunt Mabel's <laughs> Aunt Mabel's Memorial Day barbecue. That's where you get those. Because I'm a geeker. He's a geeker. What's going All on? All right. Guys? So, did you guys hit up the comic book stores or what? I did. Uh, I did sort of. I walked in there, walked out of book. <laughs> what was it like? Uh, um, it was honestly. <laughs> I want to say it's like they not they didn't miss a beat, but there's nothing on the shelves. There's no like new release books. They had a little bit of DC stuff, but it's all mostly uh, reprints. And... Beat, but there's nothing on the shelf. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Well, it's like they didn't miss a beat where you you still see the same people in there. Like everyone's coming back, but. Their selection on the shelves was very um, lacking because it's just DC. Most of their DC stuff is reprints, and then they had a little bit of new stuff, uh, but not a, not a whole heck of a lot. I picked up one book this week, the new Karen Gillan book. Read about three pages and put it down because it just wasn't my uh, cup wasn't of tea. My cup of tea. Yeah. Same with Red Hood and the Outlaws, which was the only book I grabbed. And it's gonna be like Marvel's only Marvel's only shipping every other week. So like they're shipping next week, and then the following week it's nothing but trades and omnibus. And then the week Which after that, the week after that they're shipping new books again. So uh, they're only shipping every other week, and it's only their main titles like your Spider Mans, your Venoms, some uh, some scarce X Men stuff. It's not it's not like the the normal Marvel line where it's just all these books at one time. So, like, scarce X-Men, you mean, like, they're going to ship out, like, an X-Men number one? Well, no, so, like, normally like, it's you get a new X-Men book every week. Oversaturation. Yeah, so now it's, like, next week is Marauders, and then in, in two weeks it's it's one X-Men. Usually they're dropping, like, Marauders and New Mutants on the same day. So it's, like, two a week they've been dropping until the, the COVID-19 stuff hit, and then now it's... It's scarce. It, it looks like it's going to be until August or September before they get back to normal weekly shipping. So it, it's definitely taking its toll on Marvel, at least. What do you guys think the... Do you think... I think it's scarce. Might, 
No, I'm thinking about like comic shops. Do you think I think it didn't miss a beat? It was scarce. <laughs> scarce. Can you, if you rob a comic shop, obviously they're not going to have a lot in the register. But do you think people is that a target? Like, because you can just pull the wall books off there. Do you think that there is any benefit? Is that a target? A high, a high value thief style target robbing a comic shop? Yes. Uh, it's been, turn, it happens where there's been. Can you more. turn that stuff over without it being traced? I think I, mean, I think I, the stealing is the easy part. It's the turning over that it's the hard part. It's the the selling because they all talk. Like we had an an a, f a few months ago where we had someone rob a place in what was it, uh, Kyle, Florida, Florida, and they came all the way out here to the the um book in, or the shop in Scottsdale and tried to sell it. Yeah, but so, you don't got the bus to say, here I got a, a Batman number one. Want to buy it? That just that's not what you do. You gotta uh, yeah. launder them. You gotta launder those comics. You gotta hang on to them and sell them on the black market. Sell them on you eBay. Goddamn comic. Another you don't steal from the comic book shop and walk into another comic book shop and fucking sell it. I feel like Brian would be a fantastic comic book launderer. Like if he that that was his name in the industry, you come to him, he starts wearing suits. And he just, you know, you bring him your stash, he peels it off and sells it in places and makes it a clean, a clean heist. So he's going to be I the would... Marty Bird of comic book laundering if you watch yeah. Ozark? Yeah. <laughs> Kyle's a smash man. He just breaks windows real quick, gets in there, gets out. So I'm he does what a Kyle does. He drinks some monster and punches some drywall and steals some comics and rocks out. Calls it a day. And I head over to Brian's. And he heads yeah. over to Brian's. They launder some blood on this comic? Nah, man. That ain't blood. That's the. It's a variant. It's a variant. <laughs> that's a that's a Kyle's that's blood a variant. variant. <laughs> that's a that's a. I wish I could launder comics and make money off of it. That would be great. Don't implicate yourself now, Brian. <laughs> As I had a way to he wishes he could ledge, allegedly launder comic books. <laughs> allegedly, don't. Yeah, don't. we don't have to do allegedly on this show. <laughs> don't implicate it. Nobody anything. cares. I'm just now noticing that Corbin has got fucking soundproofing behind him. I thank know. You. I'm starting. Legit. Thank even, you, thank though, you. even though I made fun of him for it about five minutes ago. <laughs> hey, I'm a cannabis user. I can't help it. <laughs> yep. It's about time. Corbin, he's moving up in the world. I'm surprised he hasn't uh, added a little bit more every day. It's been one day. Okay, I'm breaking <laughs> We need to see at least two more pieces up there between this Friday and next Friday, Corbin. Sounds, sounds like a plan. Okay, yeah. I'll work on it. Cool, cool. He's getting professional, y'all. Yep. All right, I'll be back, guys. Uh, don't do me a favor. Save the fucking topic that we all want to talk about till I get back. Which topic is that? Oh, the, the, the oh, how about Snyder? What do you guys the think? Cut. Uh, you the talk cut. The cut. The cut. Ooh! All right, I'll be right back. Excitement right. right there. Well, I'm hyped. I am hyped. I'm going to rant on the cut. Oh, I can't wait. All right, well then, fuck. While we wait for Brian to come back from doing his other show, you know, let's talk. Uh, I know Corbin's fucking waiting to talk Batwoman. <laughs> and Ruby Rose announced today that she is, is leaving Batwoman after one season. And they're going to, what's that? She did that today? 
No, oh. the, over the last week, yeah, the last couple oh, days. Last oh, I, thought said, I thought you said today. No. He, he did, but two days ago. Oh, did I say today? Sorry, I've been drinking. I've been um, drinking. I've been drinking. But she's leaving Batwoman after one season, and they're going to recast the role. Uh, what? Okay, Corbin, go ahead. Yeah, which I I get maybe. Okay, the, what I don't understand is that she, Ruby Rose apparently left because of the long hours. I'm sorry. You are the main character in a regular TV show. You are going to be doing a lot of hours on said role. Now, before that, she was, you know, uh, for whatever celebrity she had beforehand, I think MTV or whatever, and then she had, um, like, a supporting roles, I know, in John Wick 2, if I remember, and then Orange is New Black as, like, a supporting character. So this might be the first time that she's been, like, cast as, like, the main person for a long-running series. But, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not. I'm mad for the reasons because I can respect someone leaving a show. It's fine. It's that one on the CW. I kind of have issues with it already, um, just the show. But my argument is that the show, like they're using this right now to go, oh, see, even Ruby Rose knows the show is trash. Da, da, da. It's not. Like if you actually watched it, I get social. No, it is not. Kyle. I've watched seven episodes of this. All right, listen. There is some good storylines and themes there. Obviously, when you're talking about a DC property on the CW, you're going to get an element of, for lack of a better word, like, uh, I don't want to say social so, justice. Like, so, hold on. Let me cut you off real quick. You're telling me that the true Batman fan you are, yes, the man amongst boys here, the Batman fan against casual Batman fans, you're okay like, with like, them bringing Hush into this series? Now, listen. I wasn't a fan of that. I like the way they're going with it now because they're using Hush almost like a surrogate for Bruce Wayne because they can't use Bruce Wayne or Batman. They did. Like the, the, final, the final episode of the season, they exactly, debuted Bruce Wayne. but they're using him being Bruce Wayne. You still do not have Bruce Wayne in it. I think that's, well, we won't know with Ruby Rose, but I think there's another avenue to he uncover. He appears on the show. I think he's in it. I'm just saying. He shows His up in a magazine. He, he's he's not, in it. But you get what I mean. It's a way of putting Bruce Wayne in without putting Batman in because you can't put Batman in the, in the show. So that's what I like, that they are using this to further uncover more about Bruce Wayne. Because honestly, Bruce Wayne leaving Gotham was the flimsiest excuse ever for Batman to be around. I mean, maybe if he was kidnapped or something, but not just, oh, I dipped for no reason. Grizzle Geek says, as a Batman fan, I don't know how you can defend that show. And you know, you go to them for the facts. Right, Although, I was watching like their show tonight, and they got a fact wrong. So I think, exactly. I, I, I think, think their, uh, their whole stance on go to their show for the facts is, is over. Because... <laughs> They're not, yeah, they're a little wishy-washy. They're on shaky ground right now. I'm saying, you know, you go to, um, you go to uh, some other show for the facts. This this one particularly. Hey, uh, Corbin, you go to comic exposure you... for the facts. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> definitely not for the facts. That's, that's, a, that's a strong opinion piece. Um, yeah, so uh, let's say let's say it's Batwoman, not Batgirl, right? I always forget which Batwoman, one is the yeah. okay. So Batwoman, if if someone's a Batman fan, likes the Batman universe, likes Batman stories, what itch is that show scratching? What are they what, like? What are they what are they tapping into and doing well for like a Bat story? Like what what is it a tone? Is it uh, do you like the costumes? <laughs> What's going on? This question has been brought to you by ComicExposure.com. <laughs> Where to go for the opinions? I was hoping wouldn't have been asked. No, I'm playing. Um, okay, so one thing I will say, I think they captured like the mood of Gotham well. I can say that the costumes aren't horrible. I can say that. Now, if we're going there and rainy. Sort of, but no. I mean, it's the difference between. Oh, you're funny. But if you even watch like the old Batman movies, you can tell the difference between Gotham between Tim Burton's and um, what's his face. I'm forgetting his name now. 
anyway, other directors in their feel of what yeah. Gotham is. Not always just dark and rainy, but like the grittiness, the, the kind of sense of, I don't know, just just darkness, I guess, as you were saying in there, but not just any insert dark random city. Is it mostly sets or is it do they do a lot of exterior shots in a specific city like LA? They did some pretty exterior shots. And I think uh -huh. they did a lot of it in Chicago. Um, okay. No, a lot of it was done in Vancouver, which was the issue. But for more of the city-wide shots, they did Chicago. Mm, yes, Vancouver, the Chicago of the North. I just want to remind everyone, as you're taking Corbin's opinion, please use a grain of salt as this man defends Batman Forever as being the best Batman movie ever made. And so. I made quite a compelling argument if you were to actually watch the show. I'm not going to do it now. I don't want to waste anyone's time. But Yes, please don't waste it. my time again. Yeah, just say that I gave a good argument because I did. Well. All right? Anybody wants to talk about it in the chat, I'm free. You argued. Nothing. I'll give you that. But you argued. Okay. But to go back to what I was – to answer your question, Travis, aside from that and maybe the costumes, and I like that they are at least looking for other characters from, like, lesser-known comics. I mean, not even lesser-known comics. They had Magpie in it. You know, you have uh, – Hush was a crazy major one. But aside from that, I disagree with some of the creative choices in the in the show. Um, Lucius uh, Fox was murdered. Um, and his uh, son or grandson is there in this place trying to figure out what happened. I think that's needless. They centered a major storyline on a kryptonite, um, piece of kryptonite that could be fashioned to a weapon that could penetrate her armor. And it was such a big deal. And I didn't understand why. Um, as a true comic fan, maybe not. But if you're looking for something to scratch your itch on like a Sunday night where it's like a Batman-related property, I think it's okay. Like it could be a lot. Have, have they elevated anything? Like, like have any element, have they elevated from the comics? Like, wow, I didn't really like this villain. This was like a, a, a D category. Okay. Alice. I love how they like fleshed out Alice a lot more. Okay. Um, the comics was kind of one trick pony. Like literally Alice, think Alice in Wonderland. Boom. It's kind of your, your, your gimmick, your MO. I like in this one, they kind of explored more of her past. In some cases, maybe too much. But, um... They brought it out so that she's, yeah, she's still the villain of the story, but there's a lot more layers to it. And her relationship with Batwoman has changed to more than she's just my sister, even though that's, like, a compelling one. So I think in some of them, they've done well. Um, um, What's this? Um, I think the Batwoman character has been done pretty well. Um, Luke Fox, a relatively new character, at least for this. I like the way they're kind of progressing him. So it's fine. I mean, again, it's, it's weird because it gets so much crap because of the show that it is on CW. And to be fair, CW does this fair amount of stuff that has nothing to do with the actual story that they insert, the weird love triangles and all this stuff that really just makes for uh, like soap opera TV, but lacks anything of like a Batman thing. Like, why do I care about Batman's ex dating this other girl? Like, that doesn't mean anything to me. But I think that it gets too much flack for not being a decent show because nobody watches it. They just go, oh, Batwoman sucks. It's on CW, da-da-da. And then those people, they become the theme of the show. And I think that's kind of ridiculous. Watch the damn show once in a while. That, that's my argument. But um, aside from that, I think Ruby Rose leaving has brought more, probably the most attention has got to the show since Ruby Rose was cast as Batwoman. Just because now people can go back and go, oh, well, she left Batwoman because the show's crap. No. And that, that's my whole gist of it, really. But um, I, I mean, I would give it like a C. It's still, it's not, you're not watching great high quality DC content on the CW. So it's not amazing. Like, it's not something I would say, oh, check it out, Travis, you're really sleeping on it. But it's a lot better than what the overall theory is. Okay. It's so, <laughs> it is not, Travis, it's not garbage. You, how much have you watched, Travis? Have you watched, I mean, not Travis. I haven't watched have any watched of it. Episode, yeah. Kyle? What? Have you watched an episode of it? The first episode, it was garbage. All I know. Are you, you yeah. going to judge on a pilot? All I know is if we've watched anything or learned anything from Batman comics, 
Batman has an issue with killing the Joker. He has drawn that line. He has had opportunity after opportunity to end the Joker's life, and he never does it. But yet in this show, they hint that the reason he, he dipped out is because he killed the Joker. That's a <laughs> I'm okay with that. I'm okay if that's what they're handing out. I mean, that's, they're taking a different direction. They're given they're switching motivations of the characters, but yeah, I don't know. I just like some of that dialogue. I'd like to do. Can we get that first uh, uh, episode script and do a dramatic reading here on the Absolute Geekster oh, podcast? Oh, God, that'd be awesome. That would be awesome. <laughs> oh no, Geekster. <laughs> Grizzle Geek says that okay from Travis says it all. I agree. <laughs> yeah, you know, I just I watched I watched the pilot and then I watched the the um Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover episode and not a, I'm not a fan. You know, I was it, it, it's interesting the stance after the one season because at the beginning I was the one defending Ruby Rose to Corbin and now Corbin is sitting here trying to defend the show to all of us. That is kind of funny that the inverse. To be fair, again, in defense of fair. that one on Christ Infinite Earths, uh, Caroline Drys, the uh, one of the executive, the executive producer behind the show, basically didn't even want that one to be a part of that, but they had to. There was a CW mandate, so I don't think that like they tried to make the best of what they had in the situation. But if it was up to them, they wouldn't have even had Batwoman in it. And it turned out that a character from the Crisis ended up being part of the main storyline, so it ended up being even more positive. But um, I'm just saying don't judge it off of that Crisis episode just on its own merit. And you see that problem happen in the comic books, too, where uh, more independent creators are, are forced to bring in their characters. Morrison had to do with, like, Animal Man and stuff yeah. like that. With Like, re I really don't want to take a break from what I'm doing to shoehorn my character into this. But all right, exactly. you pay the checks. And that's just what – exactly. That's just what happened. And to be fair, it was like they centered on, oh – you know, if you're going to do a crisis thing, you might as well send on the classic Batman-Superman dynamic with Batwoman and Supergirl in the kryptonite. And, you know, I have no powers. What does that mean with someone who does in a, in a TV version of it? So it's not like they, they did the best what they had, but that's exactly my argument. Like, if they didn't want to go that way, who knows how more grounded the show would have been without having to go extraterrestrial like that. So so let's put your conspiracy – what were you going to say, Kyle? I said it would have been so grounded it wouldn't have been on <laughs> – Kyle, so put your put your conspiracy theory hats on here for a minute. Oops. So normally when we when, <laughs> normally when they cast these shows, Arrow, Flash, Legends, they make you sign multiple season deals. So they're letting Ruby Rose walk away after one season. Do you think it's really because it's it's too time-consuming for her? Because why would you say it's too time-consuming when it's a guaranteed paycheck? In a world where we live in now, where we don't know when movies are coming back, and we don't know when they're going to let you start filming movies again, and a TV set is probably it's a little bit more hey, you know what? to control. She's got life, man. She's got shit to do. Yeah, apparently. Dude, uh -huh. I hate that my job gets in the way of shit that I want to do, too. So I kind of... <laughs> I kind of understand where she's coming from, you know. This, this I got. There's hours of the day, man, and it, it, working consumes those. Well, I think she took she <laughs> she took that does. show. She took that show too when her star was rising, 
And so I wonder if she didn't see much traction as far as some of the other opportunities she was getting or other opportunities came around and it just, uh, you know, and she's like, I want my career to go in this in this direction now. Maybe but that she's initial not payday. exploding. Like you would expect to see her in like so many things and, and she's not like you don't see I think her. that Batgirl thing put her in the cooler a little bit. I think I think that you, you kind of get pigeonholed as that CW actor. And how many CW actors have we seen come out and, and do things beyond that? Uh, she seemed to be on the rise as kind of like more of an edgy kind of like actress. You can put in much different roles and stuff like that. Uh, I don't know too much about her, but I know she had like a big kind of social media presence too uh, because of some of her uh, personal things in, in her life. And so there was that sense that she could really kind of rock it off. And then she kind of veered and went to the CW show. And that's usually CW like makes their own stars. And it seemed like she was kind of on the rise and then went to the CW. And I wonder if she regrets that decision. I mean, let me yeah, call, let me call yeah. her. Let me call her up. Let me just figure this out right now. <laughs> that's that's a guaranteed paycheck, though. Like, <laughs> but, that, that, all, that's why you see a lot of these big time movie stars now transitioning to TV and streaming services shows because it's that guaranteed paycheck. But I also think it was the future of the show. The show didn't even get confirmed for a second season until January. Like, it was in flux for a lot of this, even when it was done. And I think you have, hey, I could get better opportunities, and I'm going to show that isn't necessarily a lock. And it might not, not? be a paycheck soon. Huh? She was probably thinking. Yeah, exactly. Because it wasn't a lock to even have a season two. Now it's confirmed. They're going, this probably isn't a guaranteed paycheck. Boom. And that's what I'm saying. If you say it's a guaranteed paycheck, then boom. But it's not. It's not like she was on Arrow or something where that thing was pretty solid until, you know, the last couple of years. And then it was like, guess what? We're winding down anyway. So who cares? This show was already, as soon as it came on, you saw that first trailer and how much heat it took and everything. It started off on the wrong foot. And while I didn't think that the pilot was horrible, Kyle, it definitely wasn't like, oh, yeah, we're in for a treat, guys. You know what I mean? Like, See, I disagree. It, I think coming in, I think off the heels of last year's crossover, it came in with a lot of anticipation. No, and no, no. I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm saying that the, the crossover was its best part. Then when the trailer came out for the spinoff, the backlash from that was ridiculous. Its own show was where it had a problem. As a supporting cast, oh, Ruby Rose rocked that whole uh, backdoor pilot. But the official pilot, the official Back show door. itself, got a lot of heat. Backdoor pilot. Backdoor pilot. That's the name of your porno. Backdoor pilot. <laughs> the name of your sex tape. But more coffee, Captain. Uh, I'm good, ladies. But thank you. I'll come back to you later. <laughs> oh man. Make sure to meet me in my cockpit for the backdoor pilot action. <laughs> So, but within hours of her announcing that she is leaving the show, um, Stephanie Betriz, I'm probably ru ru just fucking ruining that name. Ruining that name. From, uh, she, pays, uh, she plays Rosa Mendez on uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, has thrown her hat in the ring as saying she wants that role. She would be more than willing to take over that role. Um, do you, so, I think that'd be a step down for her. You think it'd be a step down from to go to Batwoman? Yeah, Just exactly what we were talking about. She's pigeonholing herself to the a CW show. But what? But in her case, who knows how many more seasons of Brooklyn Nine Nine there are left? So she's chasing that. Maybe she's chasing that that security and that paycheck, like we were just yeah, talking about Ruby got, Rose. She's got, she's got multiple seasons of Brooklyn Nine Nine. She's got syndicated money. Yeah. 
and she's got more. I think she's got more opportunity than to than to do a CW show. Does she have kids? I need to know the kid count of these actors to decide how stable they want their lives to be. She has sixteen kids. She's gonna take that Batman well, woman I, I job. I think I think they're only trying to cast a LGBTQ uh, A plus actress for that role. You know, she surprises One, to stay me. True to CW and two to stay true to the Batwoman character. She she surprises me. Like, have you actually ever heard her real voice? That character's real no. voice. So she's not. She doesn't have that like gritty voice like Rosa on Brooklyn Nine Nine does. She sounds more like a Kardashian than she hmm. does that character which is like the first like, time I heard, maybe she was acting well yeah, exactly like the first time i heard her i was like wait that wait what it, it, like it threw me off but good for her acting abilities kyle can you imagine that she was she was cast to acting play a role actor act somebody else and an actor that's crazy that she did it but all right corbin you so you got a paycheck for it do you think a season two? Do you think a season two of this show is warranted, or no? I feel like at least give it another shot. I mean, is it warranted per se? Like I said, the, the finale was actually pretty decent, so I, I think it was it was pretty solid. It gives you at least promise that they're gonna pick it up now and that they have more confidence to make the start um strong. So I say, with that being said, go for it. You know, um, now after the end of season two, if it ends anywhere like it did this first season, then no, because at this point you've already had your direction of the show. And it's not like a resounding onward. But right now, CW, especially with the DC universe, is in like a state of flux with everything going on. All right. So, so I need yeah. I need a fact checker here because Grizzle Geek says Sonya Deville from WWE and Jade Taylor from The Magicians want the role. I have yet I can to hear that. Say that is false. But I can personally say no, I'm just kidding. I, I don't know. I don't know if I trust them for the facts anymore after I watched them today get, get facts wrong. Oh <laughs> Mike. Might need a fact check on that one. Where's Where's Lance when we need him? The professional fact checker. I haven't said what they got wrong. Um, I can't remember. I've been drinking. I can't remember. Oh, oh no, no, no. So they were talking about uh, which we can go into this topic too. So the uh, the dude who's going to be in the Mandalorian. Um, so are we just are we just repeating everything that? Uh, no, 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 no. no. But, the geek just did. No. So um, oh. it's the news, Kyle. Timothy. Timothy Ophelian, who is... Oliphant. Oliphant, thank you. I can't pronounce names. I'm a retard. <laughs> um, Timothy Oliphant, who is going to be... He's going to be in the new Mandalorian in Boba Fett's armor. He was just cast in the Mandalorian, who was also in Justified and The New Girl. They were talking about um, a zombie show on Netflix he was in. And, and Mike says it was Z Nation, but it was Santa Clara Diet. So he got, he got the facts wrong. What's that? Clarita? Santa Clarita diet. What did I say? Claret? I, I can't talk right now. <laughs> I'm just going to shut up and let Kyle take over because I obviously drinking for me, I, I, I'm not on Kyle's level. I can't, I can't drink well, and podcast at the same time. I, I don't think a lot of people can do that. This is a rare skill. Kyle's got a, it's a super ability. Kyle has it for moments. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> Yeah, we should just let Travis host it. I don't fucking. Know. I dig it. I dig it. I think that Timothy Oliphant looks like a uh, seems like probably the biggest asshole uh, on it. You know, like uh, like outside of acting, like a horrible person probably to work with. And these are facts. 
Right. Um, uh, these are facts. I like how uh, Matt you used his credit on the new girl or the girl next door. Yeah. Um, uh, to because uh, <laughs> I love him in that that role. I think he's I think he's a charming motherfucker. I think he can play humor well and justified. He can kind of play that steely eyed. Um, we even saw him in um, uh, what's the Tarantino new one? Um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He he had a, a, a small part in that where he kind of played that uh, bandito kind of character. So I think he can play, you stick him in some armor and you, and you and you play him like his hardcore steely-eyed kind of character, I think he can carry that off. Uh, if they want to go a little bit lighter, I think he's got the chops for that. Um, and uh, yeah, I think I think, I think that that didn't put me off at all when, when I heard that as well. I'm excited. I, I like him as an actor, um, I, even though I get him in uh, Fergie's husband confused yeah often um but i think he's an awesome actor and i'm excited to see him in the mandalorian i'm interested to see where they go with that as far who's as him as far as him wearing uh boba fett's armor who's well, he, plays, he plays yeah he plays he plays cowboys you know he did it in deadwood and justified and i think you know uh the way they're going with the mandalorian the mandalorian is a western so why not put like a a certified grade a modern cowboy actor um in that role i mean he's gonna be feel real comfortable with that type of dialogue uh with that type of action and stuff josh dumble is his Parker. name that's fergie's husband is that the dude from the uh the girl next josh door no demel i can't pronounce demel <laughs> no, no 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 he's not he's no. from Las he Vegas was in the first Vegas. transformers movie yeah he was in that yeah yeah, he's in the Santa Clarita diet. No, no, no. That's that's the other dude. That's the dude. That's the other dude you're just talking about. Which dude? God damn it, Kyle. That's Timmy Timothy Oliphant. 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 Oh, that's the dude that's playing Boba Fett. Yes. Well, he's gonna wear Boba Fett's armor. Oh shit, that's cool. I like that dude. And he was also in Deadwood and the girl that's next door. No, no, Fergie's husband is somebody else. God damn it. I get those two confused. But... Are you Fergalicious over there, Corbin? Yeah, yeah, I'm all over that right now. His lovely lady lumps. Maha, maha, maha. Yeah. Uh, so oh, man, got... that soundproofing is really bringing out the best of your vocals. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, we got news this week that we're getting uh, we got the trailer for the fourth season of uh, 13 Reasons Why if anybody's still watching that show. I can no. I shouldn't. <laughs> um, that's what I think about that. Yeah, it got bad after the first season. Um and then also we got the uh the trailer which I thought was was fun for uh the second season of Umbrella Academy. Where they kind of mm. did a, a a replay of the I think we're alone now scene from season one, uh, from their quarantined houses to announce season two, and I'm super excited about that. That interesting. We're getting that in July, the end of July. So I'm super stoked for good for you for season two of Umbrella Academy. Excited for you. I'm sure is you're excited a, for. Is it too. there a cool retro song? Like, are, are we missing, like, a opportunity for, like, a cool retro song that hasn't been used in a tone-shifting, ironic way? 
Like, you know, they like, I think we're alone now. They, I mean, that's the new kind of trend the last 15 years is to take something that contrasts whatever's happening in the scene and then to do that. Are we missing what, what's the, what's the go to? Do you guys have any, uh, uh, too legit by MC Hammer would be good? I think uh, I haven't seen that uh, resurrected anytime soon. Do you really want to hurt me by Culture Club? That's a good one. Yeah. That's Do awesome. you really want to hurt? Yeah. You know, last time I heard that was a wedding singer, uh, and that, so that that could be resurrected. We can do I ran so far away. Fuck. Yeah, Grand Theft Auto really put a a, a, a seal on that one. <laughs> they used that one for a long time. Run so far. My bad. I didn't know that was going to go anywhere. <laughs> That's my fault. I had nothing to add. So I didn't know that the video game because I don't play video games. Hey, me either. That's how That's how I know it's overused if I know that it's part of the video game. That's a good one. After that, I have to be lying to you. That's a good one. How do I know? I don't listen to it. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm trying to think of one because I think Hollywood's probably... Uh... There's, I'm sure there's a hidden gem out there on that, but I'm I think Hollywood's pretty well saturated that. I just uh was rewatching a little bit of uh Preacher uh the series and they went deep with the every fight scene was this kind of use of these old old songs and they didn't I don't think they paired them up very well. I feel like they just kind of stick them in there and uh uh on top of the choreography and just let it roll i like it when they kind of build the scene with the song in mind that seems to have a better uh product as opposed to just like let's slap some what can we afford what song can we afford from the mid to uh mid 80s to mid 90s let's oh. slow it down let's drop the key and let's throw that bad boy in there because everybody hurts there you go sometimes i always gotta do that yeah. 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 Like Billy, some Billy Joel songs could work well. The, um, we don't start the fire. Yeah. Let's slow it down. We didn't start the fire. <laughs> now you've made a mistake. Sing us a song. You're a piano man, Corbin. <laughs> yeah. Sing us a song. No, I can't do it. My voice doesn't get there. Wouldn't even disrespect the great Joel with that. But I love that song. Same as it ever was. <laughs> Same as it ever was. Wow. <laughs> Talking heads. Uh, yes, there you go. <laughs> Dude, Michael Jackson. Purple Rain. What? what? You know Purple Rain was Prince, right? Yep. Yeah. I do. I was I was on a tangent in my head. You thought you had me, but you didn't. I didn't think anything. Oh, I love Michael Jackson. Right. I'm like, it's like I'm like Colonel Sanders. I'm too drunk to think I had you. All right. Yeah, you focus on reasons. like Colonel Sanders right. is too drunk to taste his chicken. I can't. You not know. Never not gonna know. All right. That's Colonel Sanders' uh, defense against like sexual molestation. Charles, I was too drunk. <laughs> I don't remember anything. I was too drunk to taste that vagina. Yeah. Um, he was special listening tonight, Corbin. <laughs> Come on, Corbin. You know you gotta have a song that you're like, man, that just, that'd be a jam. That'd be a jam on Nelly Furtado. Wait, what? Promiscuous by Nelly Furtado. And so, Timbaland. Promiscuous girl. Wherever yeah, you are. I'm all alone. Y'all don't you don't remember that one? I do. I do. 
okay. slow down, make it a country song, and someone can kick oh, Kung Mr. Fu to it. <laughs> Girl, wherever you are, I'm all alone. And it's you that I want. There you go. Sorry. Well, <laughs> done. Thank well you. done, sir. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. I was thinking that one song by Johnny Cash hurt, but then I was like, it was just using Logan. So. Yeah, well, after well, that, after that, that, that rendition a... of Permissuous Girl, you don't need to get Matt anything for his birthday. Oh. I think that's your gift right there. Wow, thank you. Yeah. Considering you that's originally a Nine Inch Nails song. What? Hurt. Uh, originally? Hurt my yes, it's yeah. a Nine yeah, Inch Nails song. Yeah, it was. Don't, don't ever give... Cash did it better. I disagree. What Whoa. do you think, Kyle? Oh, dude, I always go with Nine Inch Nails. Wow. I original. Like it's the original, so you can't fault that. But I, I love cash for sure. What were you gonna say, Kyle? I, I'm sorry, yeah. My Before Corden, Corbin so rudely interrupted. I'm sorry, guys. They just they killed it. And that's his song. Yeah. There's just so much behind it. I mean, I argued Nubia about it because we've had so many arguments about it. Johnny Cash does better. No, ma'am, that's an incorrect statement. <laughs> cash better. Hashtag cash better. No. I like cash too. I like cash better. Nine Inch Nails might have birthed it, but they raised it into a latchkey kid. Johnny Cash adopted oh. it, gave it a, 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 a its own bedroom. Yep. You know, oh, would stay up late playing board games huh? with it. You know, would talk about it. You know, says. yeah. Wow. You're right. You're right. I agree with you, Michael. Yes, I agree as well. Nine Inch Nails is is a better version of that song. That's not what he said, Michael. That is exactly what Michael said. Oh, I thought he was talking about Travis. Michael, I thought then we he retracted it. I thought we just said that we don't go to Grizzle Geek for the facts anymore. No, I'm well, talking we didn't about start Michael the fire, Stout. But it's always been burning. Oh, the world's been turning. Shout out to Michael Stout. You're wrong. No, I'm playing. <laughs> cool though. That was a good one. <laughs> I'm gonna think about that all night. Random songs. Sexy back, Justin Timberlake. Oh, dude, that should be in everything. I'm brand. Yeah, man, fucking JT. There you go. Yeah, there you go. How you feel it? He's feeling Corbin's rendition of it. Motherfuckers don't know how to act. No. <laughs> Soundproofing in the sing back. It. Sing it, Kyle. <laughs> I don't know. It's looking kind of whack. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> don't mind my shitty soundproofing in the back. Okay, you try. <laughs> <laughs> Too many syllables. Too many syllables. <laughs> That was, uh, <laughs> man, I love that. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's good. So uh, the Spider Universe, Sony is moving forward with developing their Spider Universe, where they announced we're getting a Madam Web movie, which is a little weird because does anybody in you know outside of maybe comic book fans or people who watch the animated series really know who Madam Web is and how are you going to have Madam Web be such a compelling character that you can derive derive a movie around her but does it get a maybe that gets us one step closer to a a Spider-Verse movie because maybe she somehow intertwines dimensions and times with 
us getting a live action Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and Tom Holland Spider Man movie. It's a possibility. And not just Madam Web, though. Um, they have announced that Jackpot has got a movie in, wor- in the works at Sony with Mark Guggenheim set to write the script. No. Spider-Man 546 exploded. That is why 546 has exploded, yes. Do you, do you tell us a little bit about who Jackpot is, Kyle? Go for it. No, I'm asking you. You're the Spider-Man guy. You're the Spider-Man guy. Are we have an argument who is the Spider-Man guy? Me. I've bought all the Spider-Man keys in the last week. The motherfucker, I have not. I've bought a couple. But you've got no, no, no. You've you got. I would imagine. I agree with Kyle. I've seen too many in my messages on all the great ones that Matt's got. Oh, I have the first appearance of this. First appearance of your mom. First appearance of that. You know, like I do have the first appearance of your mom, Corbin. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> there you go. Isn't so that one called more. the crowning? Yeah, it is. It is called the crowning. <laughs> that being said, chair. Show us your great wisdom. I'm actually not familiar with Jackpot. That's why I asked Kyle. Yeah, Kyle's the one who bought the lottery ticket. What? Tell us about this Jackpot, Kyle. What's up? I'm going to win the lottery tomorrow. I mean, yep. And Spinner X going to top of the charts. So let's do it. I don't know anything about the character Jackpot. I don't don't either. That's why. When you need him. I'm gonna. I'm about to grizzle geek it. I'm about to go no. online. Hold on. We're already on it, so we'll have to race there, Travis. Oh, All right. Rain ran. Who is Jackpot? Star Spider-Man's most unlikely spinoff. Blah 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 <laughs> blah blah. Bunch of filler. Bunch of filler. He was created, or she was created, by the legendary Spider-Man writer Dan Slott and artist Phil Jimenez back in 2007, and was originally intended as something of a joke. Um, Marvel had already rewritten Spider-Man continuity. Spider-Man literally struck it with the devil. We all remember that great storyline. Um, blah, blah. Slot realized that readers no longer had any idea what Connie looked like, and so he made a riff off of that, unveiling a new redheaded superheroine named Jackpot. The codename naturally made readers sit up and take notice because MJ is famous for the whole, you just hit the jackpot. Um, of course, in reality, Jackpot bore no relation whatsoever to Mary Jane. Sarah Earhart was a scientist who worked at Felcorp, a subsidiary of Norman Osborn's Oscorp, and she was unintentionally exposed to a powerful virus. This rewrote her very DNA, granting her superpowers. She and became a superhero for a bit, then registered in the Superhero Registration Act, but she just wanted to live a normal life with her husband and daughter. Um, then she handed Jack- I feel like I know everything about Jackpot now. Thanks, Corbin. Yep, yep, yep. She has superpowers, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then uh, she overdosed. Overdosed. She overdosed. I was reading and going along, but I not really remembered it. So um, superpowers and powerful uh, influences that you unfortunately rely on to your detriment of your family. Boom. Jackpot. Fucking nailed that shit, Corbin. Subscribe to Corbin Ford reading Wikipedia and or Screen Rant for the facts. Corbin Corbin fucking nailed that for the facts. Good job, Corbin. Shout out to Grizzle. Thank you. Thank oh, you, Matt. I went to go put that book up like two weeks ago. I'm gonna put this one on eBay. Cause I got a couple of them. So I'm gonna you know, I was you know putting my doubles up. It's like eh, it's only going for a couple bucks. I'm just not gonna worry about it. Two weeks later, now it's like in math world, only a $25 book. I'm just saying, but <laughs> you simple because you look at for a book. you look at Spider Man 101, the first appearance of Morbius. Scoff at you, $25 book. You, you look at the first appearance of Black Cat. 
$100 comics. Both of those are $600 books. You look at Madam Web is now becoming a $600 book at a 9.8. And still a 9.8 of... It's uh, Madame Web. In one week. Of a brand new day is still only a $25 book. And it's one of the most hated... And it's one of the most hated storylines in Spider-Man history. Scoff at you, $25 book. I scoff. do scoff at you, $25 book. Scoff in your general direction. I do scoff. <laughs> and he turns up a yeah. nose to the left. <laughs> $25 used to be so much money. I remember when CDs were like 15 bucks, And like, I'd save up my money and I'm like, I could afford like one CD a month. And $25, woo, that would have been, yeah. That's good yeah, money. that would have been a lot. Now you get two burgers from five guys, and whoop, that's $23.59. You're like, what? You can't even fill up your tank on $25 these days. Oh. <laughs> when I was a kid, bank of trash. We used to get five Madam Webs for the price of one. I would go down to the comic book shop, give the man a nickel. He gave me back a quarter and two books. Now I read nickel there. I'm arrested. <laughs> <laughs> oh, then I go. Sir, you're not allowed to bring those. Uh, <laughs> you got to take, take those nickels back. <laughs> That's good legal tender. That's legal tender. <laughs> I would lock my pull box, sir, and I will give you five nickels in exchange. That's twenty-five fifty. Five nickels, because that's how I do it. <laughs> So, Let me reach into my pockets. Oh, I'm not wearing any pants. <laughs> Whoops. So do you think Mar do you think Sony is doing is doing a smart thing trying to build a Spider-Man universe without Spider-Man? Or do you think they're just digging themselves an early grave? I think they're digging themselves an early grave. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna make a whole fast food restaurant chain about hamburgers, but I'm not actually gonna have hamburgers there. So you're, like any so you're like Wendy's or McDonald's. You're like any fast food place in America right now because of the fucking beef chain. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So I'm going to promote my two-for-five chicken sandwich, but I want a burger, but, but we have sandwiches. Like, no. This that's burger joint. We got the best burgers. What kind of burgers you got? We only serve chicken sandwiches. Exactly. <laughs> as crazy as that comparison is, that right now is Sony going with Spider-Man right now. Like... Oh yeah, we're gonna do an entire Spider-Man universe, but we're Sp oh, don't we don't mention him here. Well, that, that how, I went I went to Wendy's the other day and I was like, yeah, I want to get a baconator. Like, we're sorry, we're all out of beef. All we have is chicken products. Yeah. Oh, I went up there last week and I wanted I just wanted a Dave's double. Oh, we're not doing large sandwiches. I said, so can I get a Dave's single? And they didn't have that available. I said, so what am I supposed to have? They're like, oh, well, you can have anything of our chicken. I said, I didn't come to Wendy's for chicken. I came for the burger. So I ended up getting two of those, like, what's it called, um, sandwiches, like the dollar double cheeseburger or whatever. And they were like, oh, you can only get one of those. I'm like, no, no, I can get multiple of those if I want to. Like, you can't. Yeah, free country. You're going to tell me I can't Look get a burger. Yeah. And I have to wear a mask. <laughs> Look at fucking Corbin throwing his weight around. Exactly. I see what the fuck I want. I'm a goddamn absolute peak podcast. You're giving me two fucking burgers right now. <laughs> I got the five for five right now, and you're going to throw an extra burger in there because those two together might make me imagine I'm having a double. It's ridiculous. Like, close down your shop. You can't serve burgers. Corbin. I didn't come to you for chicken. Corbin, you know who I am. I have connections, goddammit. Dude, are you kidding me? Right now, I Do you know who the fuck I am? Exactly. Oh, two, two Geekster burgers drizzled in some grizzled geek. Sure. Uh... <laughs> Can I get some? I 
to answer your, your question, Matt, I think the the Spider Man thing. Here's my thing with Spider Man. When I think about Spider Man today, I think people uh, people as a whole uh, are more familiar with the iconography of Spider Man, and I don't think there's really that those that definitive take on spider-man in in film they're starting to build it with the the tom holland and and the uh, spider-verse but i think unlike batman which you know everyone kind of has like this is this this is who batman is these are the boundaries of batman these are the tales of batman i don't think the film version of spider-man I, I i think i don't think it's it's there yet i don't think that they have have built that enough. And instead of focusing on the ancillary characters, I would really focus on just telling some really great Spider-Man stories and really expanding that. Um, it's tougher with Spider-Man because Spider-Man has some decent runs. Uh, I'm using my hands here. I don't know what I'm doing. No. Um, <laughs> I'm laughing at Michael Stato says, Corbin's got some major white people problems. God damn, Karen, calm down. Oh, wow. <laughs> Get out of here, guys. This is true, Michael. If I go to Wendy's for a burger, I want a burger. You don't go to Chick Fil A. Gotta get the double, double sandwiches. Are you kidding me? Double, double. Are you with me? No, Chuck. I had the double burger. I went to McDonald's two days ago for a double Big Mac, and they stopped. They don't have any more double Big Macs. And I said, "Well, I was stuck in line. It was going to be awkward ten minutes because I'm not ordering anything else." Wait, that's a thing—a double Big Mac? Is that new? It was gone now. Because they're trying to save meat again, but yeah, and it's better than a Big Mac. And I only have you should, one. You should the Big Macs in Look, Japan. Ooh, there's only razor. there's only mind. one burger you get from McDonald's, and Kyle What's knows that? what it is. Kyle knows with that's right, double quarter pounder with cheese. I mean, that's okay. I just think the bun's overrated. You get that fresh beef. Oh, I used I'm a sucker for the fresh beef, but I used to think the bun was so overrated. And also the topping. I'm sure, you are a sucker for fresh beef. In your mouth, Matt. So I wouldn't come talking to me. <laughs> how's that? How's that White Castle doing in uh, Arizona now? Is are, is that still? Oh, dude, it's popping. Uh, popping. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. You know, yeah, it's something. Yeah. Michael Stout says, "I do understand. As a fat guy, this affects me emotionally." It's like I only want one thing, and that's some more cowbell. No, I'm playing. But yeah, that 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 annoys me. That annoys me. So I just stopped having fast food right now. It is what it is. How many how many comic books do you think have been destroyed by uh, like geeks chowing down on greasy burgers and then plowing through some comic books and just getting that that Dave double double grease is all up in it and stuff like that? You know, it's tough. It's it's a tough like oh I want to stuff my face, but I also want to read comics. I mean, it really is the geeks. The, About as many as were destroyed by water heaters. Read the comic. Yeah. Eat a also, uh, so said Sonya Deville wants to play DC Batwoman or Catwoman. A uh, comic book confirmed. Yeah, that's the case. So, oh, so, then Michael, so then Mike from Grizzle Geek is slowly starting to restore that. You go to Grizzle Geek for the facts. There you go. But uh, anyway. Here's, here's an idea. If you're going to start a burger shop, make the, the burger bags out of comic books. You know, so you get like, you know, you get the bag and you get the, the I feel like the, the paper would be good and you have like, it's a cool thing to hand someone. You get these, these comic yeah, books You wrap in there. the burger in it so when you unwrap it and you're eating, you're looking down and eating your french fries, you're reading the comic book. Wrap it up in yeah. Tom King's Batman so that as you unwrap it, you eat it and you start walking. <laughs> no, don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> what the? And there you go. The Tom King Burger King? There you the go. Tom King Burger King special? 
instantly <laughs> capable of reducing your burger diet. Solo Solo Wookie says to answer your your question, Travis. Not as many as Cheetos. And Michael oh, Stout yeah, says Cheetos. personally at least yeah. twelve that I can remember. Yeah, sick the Funyuns. Bad on the breath. Easy on comics. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's. I don't know. For me personally, none because I don't eat around my comic books. Yeah. What's <laughs> You go into a separate room. You're like, I'll be right back. Okay. No, like my comics. Have chips. Get out of my goddamn comic book room. <laughs> my comics sit in their <laughs> their backing boards in the long box in my closet, and I eat in a different room. Or I, I don't eat closet? over my comic because I'm reading them. Matt reads in the closet. So you just read in the closet. <laughs> I don't. I don't eat over my comics. You are you telling me you heathens eat over your comics? Listen, listen, I will have my comic right next to me in a separate clean area because I eat like a literal person, petitely, you know? Yeah, right. Jerky, you're sitting I there read- fucking eating your cup noodle and you're like, oh, let me read the new issue of Batman. You're fucking slurping and sloshing like, fucking sweating. bouillon it's juice your all over your goddamn comic, comic book. Do what you want with it. All right, yeah. I'm sorry. I'll be yeah. in a dirty closet surrounded by long boxes to finish my issue. No, yeah. I live. Bring my comic to treat- I treat comics like I'm a character in the movie Sandlot. I'm rolling them up. I'm sticking them in my back pocket. I'm eating <laughs> grease. I'm sticking, I'm ripping out pages, putting gum in them. Fucking they make great Instagram photos. You know when you have like a good plate of food and your comics right next to it, but safe enough that it's not getting touched with the f- great pictures. I'm all about that. And you're and you're turning the page with your with your one piece of your clean pinky. There you go. Four, <laughs> fucking, fucking heathens, man. I don't Matt know. Blows I his, know. Matt I uses his – he blows his pages and they just like – No, I'm very I delicate. Blowing stuff in the right. closet. I don't want to hear any more gaslight jokes tonight. Not with it. It's not cool. Like right, I stopped hit it up. You can put no. Gotham by Gaslight in the bathroom for toilet. He was referencing my joke about the Tom King books, but that's totally different. No. We don't go there. Anyway, I like I like Magnolia's uh, uh, Batman. I like his uh, style. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> what? Magnolia's uh, uh, oh, version oh, of Batman. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, come again. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I'll say about Gotham by Gaslight. There we go. We're done. That's all I gotta say about that. <laughs> Look, but back, my, back to Spider Man and in the, in the so, Sony. Why why don't they just build their universe around Miles Morales? Why do they even give a shit about Peter Parker anymore? Let Marvel, let black. Marvel you let the Marvel Cinematic Universe have Peter Parker and just build around Miles. That's not a bad I mean, idea. That's actually a pretty good idea. But because it's a good idea, they're not going to use it. <laughs> I think that's as simple as that. Because you're right, like it was such a resounding success. You have your own universe you could play with, your own little playground. Why not do that? But because it's a good idea. You're going to build around Eddie Brock and make him the hero slash anti-hero and hope on a pipe dream that will somehow have Spider-Man into the mix. And then make Eddie a villain? Or is Spider-Man a villain? Or it doesn't matter because they'll team up against Woody Harrelson for the second time? I, I don't know. I just, I don't know if Sony has a plan. Sometimes I, I really wonder this. Like, how do execs in the power related to comic book properties have like zero idea of what works and what doesn't work, but they have all the control. Like, how do you get there? Huh? Money? I bet you it makes money. Then let's do it. Uh, but, but the level of incompetence, because but, then it doesn't make money. But and couldn't, it also couldn't you, you know? see a world where the Venom movie works if they started with Miles, all right, and you go the ultimate route where 
in Ultimate Comics, the Venom symbiote was created in a lab. And it attaches itself to Miles where it gets the, that powers. You could do that same storyline with Miles and then bring Eddie Brock in and it solves all your problems. Now you want to build this this universe around Peter Parker without having this Peter Parker involved in this universe. And Venom doesn't work now. Yeah. It, 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 I don't understand how they're going to make that work. I mean, like I was saying, Venom, the symbiote killed Miles' mom in the comics, so I'm not really sure how that would work either if you're going to make But I'm, I'm saying you can, you can insert Miles in Peter's role and build around it. You can get away from the, the fact that it kills Miles' mom in the comic. But then you're going to have them both as protagonists? Or you kind of steer away where you can have Eddie have issues with Miles or Miles have issues with Eddie because he's wearing the Venom symbiote. Instead of what you're gonna have now, where you're trying to insert, they're trying to attach themselves to the Marvel to the MCU because they see the MCU makes us money. You know, yeah. they weren't making shit on Spider Man before the MCU brought Tom Holland in, and we're like, all right, well, we're gonna split. So now they're trying to use Morbius to attach to it, and then there's rumors they're gonna try to sink Venom into it. But at this point, you're how does Venom and Spider Man fit? There's that that clash is not there anymore. That that reason for Eddie Brock to hate Peter Parker isn't there. Would you say the venom in the relationship is lacking? No? No? Whatever. Forget y'all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I think I think fight at that one. Like I think what you're talking about uh, to 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 go to like more of a uh, macro picture of it. I think one of the one of the reasons for success for the Marvel movies and uh is and the reason that we fell in love with comics, I'll, I'll speak proverbially, we fell into uh, comics is because at a young age, you got a little bit of that dose of that continuity. And remember as a kid, continuity was everything. Like that's why, you know, X-Men in the early 90s is all about the continuity. And that's kind of what you fell, at least for me, that's why I fell in love with comics is because that was really the only form that was giving me this long form continuity where you felt like you were in a special club and that you, I think as human beings, our mind loves to register things. It makes us feel smarter. It makes us feel more connected when we're like, oh, that's from that. And that's, and I recognize that. So now I'm a good uh, reader or a good viewer. I'm a good and boy. I think, I'm a good boy. I'm, I'm a, a good, good boy. boy. And and Marvel captured that experience and put it in cinema so that the average Joe got that kick that they, they I, we always had because we were reading comics from little kids. But that's a rare thing. This idea of long form continuity. And it's a really addictive thing. Now, and when I came back in the comics as an adult, I just want good stories. I'll hop around from a, a writer and artist I like and read their runs out of order and just and enjoy them. But I remember that first dose of continuity was so intoxicating. And I think now the general viewing public has gotten that. And so the stuff that you're talking about, Matt, as far as like how do we tie in Venom into like a Miles Morales story, for me, I'm like, I don't give a shit. But you make a good point because that is, I think, the most, if not one of the most successful ingredients with Marvel is making continuity a uh, tangible product for the masses. That was eloquently done. Wow. Yeah, because, I mean, if you listen to any one of the hundreds of thousands of geek podcasts out there, continuity yeah. is king, and it's still even is king. And you want to see you want to see these stories played out on the big screen, but you want to see them the way you read them. You don't want to see like 
Eddie Brock, Venom. You don't want to see Venom without that Spider-Man relationship. You, you, the way it is now, it's set up now, there is no reason and there's no conflict to have Venom, Eddie Brock, to have any sort of conflict with Peter Parker. And that's why the it- Venomous symbiote attached himself to Eddie Brock in the first place is because Spider-Man rejected the symbiote and Eddie Brock had disdain in 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 just pure hatred for Peter Parker because he thought Peter Parker ruined his life. That those two, the the symbiote attached itself to Eddie for a common enemy because they had a common enemy in Peter Parker and Spider Man. You don't have that. Yeah, yeah, I understand what you're saying when you say like continuity is is king and, and to making your argument there. I I feel that continuity is an essential stepping stone, but I think like a lot of older comic book readers you kind of grow past that and do you think we'll hit that stage with film with now that that now we've gotten given that initial dose and that initial high of continuity is the general public going to go through that same kind of evolution that as comic book readers as we've matured have gone through and you're like continuity is great if you can make it fit if not i will go with you if you tell me a good story well i, I don't think continuity matters in in mainstream cinema because their mm. their target audience isn't sadly isn't us or the yeah. thousands that do this kind of thing it's it's the masses it's the the people that are just going there for a good movie it's not people that are the comic book fan it's not people that are are attached and a love to the 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 core source material what were you gonna say kyle i think the continuity is what marvel did good with all the movies is to feel they, they got everybody to stay connected because there was something that was connecting all these movies together. So all these people that were unsure of this, it, it gave them a reason to connect to all these and knowing that this happened in this movie, so they have to see this movie. I think that's what did it. Yeah. But now they're... I think with, con- uh, with continuity, I think what it taps into is... This is so... <laughs> I'm about to say something. Uh, it's so lame. But I think there's this... And I think that... Um, uh, this you know quarantine stuff has kind of emphasized this. There's this general kind of loneliness as we have as human beings, and continuity seems to tap into that. It, it, it is that things are connected, and that the things that happen over here happen over here, and you're a part of it, and you're a part of this bigger thing. So I think the reason that you know, like Kyle was saying, you know, this he was talking about continuity made me think of this is what is that? What is it tapping into? I think it's this kind of innate internal loneliness that all human beings feel and that continuity gives you that sense and marvel did it so well is like if you follow this character they're going to be with this character and you're a part of it and all these connections make you're a part of something bigger it's not as lonely i think that's what continuity gives you like it means something to tune in yeah that's an on yeah. the level and so when you betray it, like go to go back to what Matt was talking about, about how to make that connection work between Venom and Miles, if you don't do it right and you betray it, it, it does – things kind of crumble around it. And sometimes your audience um, looks more at the holes in the continuity than at the movie itself or the book itself as far as the quality of it. Well, do you think that we're in a time where uh, comic book fans – need to get over continuity where we we hold that continuity is key and a lot of the big argument is this movie and and i'm guilty of it too like with the x-men movies kyle loves the x-men movies i i don't like them because they're not as true to the source material as like do you think we live in a time now where we need to quit being so anal or so 
stuck on the continuity and we just need to mo- look at it more like as long as it's a good story we roll with the punches that's an ex- excellent question i i for me i would say uh if continuity keeps people reading comics at a certain level and it's responsible for a lot of the, the sales that happen in it then absolutely keep it because we need to keep this medium alive by any means necessary however what i what i would like to see is i would like to see more uh, trust put into the creators to tell good stories even if it's outside continuity that you can uh, that a new creator can can come onto a Batman run and they're getting better at this where if you're a new creator if you're taking over for Tom King you can come in and you can kind of have a, a, to a certain degree continuity changes and we accept that as part of that process of handing over the baton and I, so I think we're getting better at that as a comic book community um but I think it's levels. I think that continuity is so important for getting young readers into comics because it is that thing. It is that uh, endorphin rush. It is that sense of co- continuity builds a sense of community. Oh, I'll put that on a T-shirt. Continuity builds a sense of community. And, um, and I think if that's what gets you into comics, great. But my hope is, as a storyteller, is that you will eventually – be able to see beyond the continuity and appreciate more the storytelling of the team telling you that particular story with the character. You know, I think got the the comic book versus the non-comic book audiences to make it work well. I think The Walking Dead did it really good. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. It took the meat and potatoes of the comics. It took enough that the comic book reader who knew the stories were like, okay, I I see what's going on, but they. They took it and they made it their own thing to the people who are into the comic books and still made it into something that was good as well. And I think that if, if like, even like the X-Men movies, if they were to take that and take the meat potatoes and do it right and still make a story around it, I still think it would kind of please everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So That makes sense. Let's There's a balance this. for there, for sure. I, I think that was eloquently said, Kyle. I agree 100%. Walking Dead did, has done it best. But so you're, let's put it this way. So your elevator pitch, you are the head of Sony, all right? And they want to expand the Spider-Man universe. What do you do? Do you, do you walk in there and go, we need to build off these characters in the, par- in the, in the current Spider-Man Peter Parker universe? Or do you go in a different direction? Because me personally, I think there's a billion dollars being left on the table by the fact that they're not using more Spider-Gwen. They're not using more Miles Morales. They're leaving billions of dollars laying there by focusing on the Peter Parker aspect of everything and trying to build this universe around that character and his stuff rather than focusing more on Miles and, and Gwen and the different directions. Or even Spider-Man 2099, Miguel O'Hara. There's, there's different directions they could go, I think, with these characters that they're not focusing on. I mean, that makes focus, sense. Again, focus, focus, focus. I'm sorry, Corbin. Go ahead. No, I'm saying it again. It's just, it's the question with no answer. Hey, random person, do you know who Spider-Man is or do you know who Spider-Gwen is? I, I think right now we live in a time where people are going to be like both. You know? Spider-Gwen is has got a huge following. I'm so you're banking there's a more educated comic community out there. That the, that the mainstream fan is a lot more in tune with who these characters are. So that just um, goes against what we said five minutes ago. Huh? But, but why? But why? 
Why paint yourself in a corner and present problems trying to build movies out of this rogues gallery revolved around Peter Parker without a Peter Parker? Because a lot of them don't work without that that pivotal piece, which is Peter Parker, Spider-Man, and focus more on building it around Spider-Gwen or building it around Miles. So take a character a la MCU with Iron Man, a character that you have the rights to and just make him the, the main character of this universe, basically. Yeah, because it, to me, it seems like Sony is is trying to build a universe without the most pivotal part in in Spider Man. You know, they're they're trying to build a universe with these characters, but the reason that you care about these characters, and the reason for you to care about these characters, and the reason that these characters are relevant is missing because you don't have that that pivotal pillar in Peter Parker being there with which to rely on. And right. Really, yeah. You aren't lying, but again, until they figure that out, I mean, I don't know. Then again, oh, I guess that'd be a great segue to something we can't talk about just yet, so don't worry about it. But um, yeah, I mean, I guess this goes back to what Kyle said at the beginning, where money obviously is the root of the motivation here, or the the, the root of their their next steps, and you know, continuity as Travis eloquently brought out, or comic book fans. Don't mean a dang thing if the average movie girl would go, oh my goodness, insert whatever character, I'll give my money to watch this. And and that's just where it's going to be. If so, we're talking about making a better universe, they could have done that from Amazing Spider-Man where they were trying to shoehorn all these potential spinoff movies that we knew weren't going to happen as we watched the movie. They made Spider-Man 2. And they had a Sinister Six spinoff and uh, this spinoff and that spinoff. That, that they were trying to spend so much time building into this actual movie that it's almost like they forgot their focus on the movie. They've always been, Sony for the last, I don't know how many years, has been always obsessed with building this universe or building uh, this building or whatever without even focusing on the foundation. And I think yeah. that's what the issue's been. Oh, so let's, the, we're all pretty intelligent comic book fans here. I mean, minus myself, I'm pretty stupid. But you guys are very intelligent gentlemen. Timothy Oliphant. Yeah. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> you guys are pretty intelligent gentlemen. Why should we care about these characters that Sony is building a, a universe around? Why do you care about Craven the Hunter? What story is there out there that sells you to see a Craven the Hunter movie without Spider-Man? What sells you to see Morbius without Spider-Man? And if you notice, they had to tease Spider-Man in the trailer of Morbius to get people excited about it. Yeah, I just my thing is this. I think if you love the characters, if you love the universe already, it's like for for the comic book fans that are going to be tuning into this, it really goes to how big your fandom is. Period. So when I watched Venom and I knew it was Spider Man, I could have been like, "Well, there's no Spider Man, then I'm not watching Venom." But if I love the Spider Man universe that much, I love the ancillary characters, and I love Venom for who he is, then I'm willing to give it a chance to watch it, even knowing that is not going to have one of the founding members of this relationship in there. So it's like I leave my expectations at the door because of my love for said universe. And whether that's from my love centers from the comics, whether that centers from the 90s animated series, whether that centers from uh, Spectacular Spider-Man, whatever the case may be, it's the existing fandom up to this point already that will lead you to try to check out these movies by Sony without these other characters. And I think that's what they're banking on. Let me ask you this. If... If the Venom movie, the first Venom movie, referenced the Tobey Maguire, Sam Raimi, Spider-Man 3, do you think that changes the dynamic of that universe? 
I mean, the Sam, the Raimiverse did get a lot of fans over the years. It has uh, accumulated that. I think that it would at least spark a whole new buzz around the franchise, even if it's from existing fans who kind of fell out and are like, oh my gosh, because that was their high kind of moment as far as uh, Marvel properties and such over the last like 20 years or so. So I think that would make a, a nice positive buzz in their direction. Do, what what do you think? Do you think Travis? Do you think a reference to the Sammy, the Sam Raimi verse Spider Man three changes Venom? Where if he were to make reference to like, oh yeah, I, I, if, if the symbiote was to make reference yeah. to like, oh yeah, well, I attached myself to, you know, such and such at this one time, it 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 changes this universe they're trying to build, versus trying to do it without Spider Man. Um. I, I, I don't know about the effect because I, I think maybe the, it might, the effect of it might work. I don't want it to. I think it's retroactive storytelling. I think that's a, a cheap way of, of progressing a character. Is, it's a gimmick almost um, on there that I, I, I don't really want to see. I, it's, we're playing a game of branding now. Sony's playing a game of branding. I'm going to use uh, Corbin. You're a basketball guy, right? Mm-hmm. Are you talking about basketball in here? I, I, don't, I don't follow sports uh, so well, but you've been watching The Last Dance. Yes. Right. Oh and so God. the last dance that Michael Jordan documentary is all about, you know, this Jordan, really the brand of Jordan. Yeah. And then we get the ancillary characters of Pippin and Rodman. But you also get some of these things. And it feels like Sony is trying to pull like the sixth, seventh man on a basketball team with a star on it. And like Matt was, was saying, trying to give them their own brand. Right. And and there's there's a sense of like uh, forcing things in and so matt with that question about if they tie that into that i think it just seems like it seems like almost like you're trying to do a trick like look over here but then this comes in so don't you like it more and i go shouldn't it be about the <laughs> character and the storytelling and the conflicts involved not a callback to something that scratches that itch of like oh yeah this is why I saw it because now it works. Now, now I can go back and rewatch all those Spider-Man movies because there was a five-minute scene where Venom was tied to it. So now I'm gonna go back, and if I haven't bought them already on Amazon or Netflix or Google Play, I'll buy those old Spider-Mans, watch it with this new knowledge that 20 years down the road that this character connected with that character in that movie. And so I get from a business standpoint why you would do that because. There are hustlers and there are suckers. And I feel like uh, I don't want to call fans of anything suckers, but I just would rather it be we're going to see these movies because of the artists involved and the stories being told than the callbacks. I mean, that makes perfect sense. I like the way you yeah. brought up the branding because that's kind of what the, that's built on. But I think, again, if you don't have people at the top who are – and you mentioned this earlier in a random sentence. I really appreciate Travis. Where you're basically saying like, keep this. I don't want to mess up the word, like the culture of this. What about comics? Keeping that avenue. I forgot what it was, but I remember the essence of it. Keeping that avenue, keeping that industry alive. Bam. In, yeah. in a nutshell. You want to have people actually respect that industry. If you're using it as just money making objects, then sure. Why not crank out another Morbius and let's take this separate character and do something on them. And before you know it, you know, fine. But if you actually have that dedication to said industry and you want people from the industry to to buy into this to really get the money they're the ones who are going to keep on pulling up for the sequels and the comic spinoffs and the preludes and all that stuff they're going to be showing their kids about it they're going to be teaching their kids about comics exactly yeah. therefore keeping it on you want to have someone at the top 
who at least either A, knows, well, you would ideally have somebody who knows, respects, and wants to continue that going. And that means investing in the fans, and not just needless fan service, because you have a, I mean, MCU does it perfectly, I think, between having, you know, deviations from standard Marvel stories, but enough that you can kind of put callbacks to, along with Easter eggs and things of that sort. But if you're just trying to do a basic, bare-bones story, if you look at the MCU, just start it. It was very subtle, you know, um, inclinations of things that might later come. You want to appeal to those. So you kind of have to go back to the comics because then you it, it feeds off the symbiotic relationship that the movies and the comics have. I reference right. this event. What is this event? Read the comics. Boom. The comics get up to this. Oh, do the movies go from here? Boom. And that keeps the train rolling. But if you have people at the top who don't respect or care about that, then we're just getting a lot of loose ends, plot twists that are going to mm-hmm. dangle in no direction. And I think that's what you're saying about that as well, the brand. Yeah, the brand matters. Right. But it right. does. You also want to have that background to it as well. Right. Absolutely. And why not take the the essence of a character that you're like, oh, I'm intrigued with this character, Venom. What is the essence of that character? And let's put it into a new creation. Like John Wick is a perfect example of a character who was created, uh, you know, and became its own yeah. brand. It wasn't a, you know, they didn't pull it from a comic book or anything like that. But it has essence of so many comic book characters hitman in and all these it's you know a lot of vertigo stuff in, involved in there so if you like if sony likes uh as a you know they have the rights to them, like i really like what's going on with venom, venom this conflicted almost possessed by a, an alien that you know drives you to excellence but also to darkness uh can we create a new character that kind of embodies that spirit without having to attach it to the spider original property yeah i'm with you yeah I like that though, but that implies the level of dedication and, and, and focus on the and craft risk. that I think we don't see a lot of now. And risk, because they know that you know risk. there is a certain amount of dollars that will hit that theater no matter what if we, like Matt said, attach it to Sam Raimi Spider Man. Yeah, yeah, that's couldn't say it better. Exactly. Wow, this was a deep dive. I'm glad we had that though, because now I'm thinking about it. now. I'm like, it's the deepest, you know, what I mean? it's the deepest dive I've ever dived. It's the deepest. Travis, how's that coffee, bro? Oh, no, I switched. This is gin and tonic now. First oh, cup was uh, coffee. and uh... this, this is what I'm sipping on right now. Bam. Oh, it's a little bit less than it was when you held it up at the beginning of this podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a lot less, bro. Um, we haven't even, we haven't even uh, touched our main course yet. We've been waiting for Brian to get back here to, to end, end the foreplay and get into, uh, real meat get up, into the real stuff. Yeah. Matt wants to get in them buns. Jeez. It's a birthday. I thought you said the buns were overrated on those burgers. Oh, they are, but listen. <laughs> There's no buns Matt wants to get in, all right? Okay, that's what he says. But isn't that exactly what a person who wants buns would say? Mm. Anyway. Anyways. Yeah. Anyways, it's kind of it? sticking on the, the this topic and kind of the MCU. So in, in quarantine... People have had nothing better to do with their time than it seems than argue over the worst MCU movie. And people are saying that Captain America, the first Avenger, oh, should be dubbed the worst Marvel Studios film. Do you agree or disagree with that statement? Is, Cap- I mean- is Captain America, the first Avenger, the worst MCU film i'll let corbin go first as i'm i was about to say i was gonna let you go first but um does iron man 3 still exist 
Does Thor Dark World 2 still still Wait, there's a brief? Thor Dark World 2? Uh Thor I mean Thor Thor, Thor the Dark 2. World? Okay, gotcha. Um You got me from the beginning, match. You just wanna just call follow, me out. Just you just wanna call me out. Just admit you wanted to call me I out. I love you, Corbin. I'm just following up, bro. I'm just uh, keep okay. Corbin Ford for the facts, people. That's Corbin Ford for the facts. And also, um, Chad, I didn't say I don't like the buns. I was just saying that Matt likes them more. Don't ever get it twisted, Corbin man. Corbin loves you the buns. This. You see his face? You see this right here? Buns of Do steel. Do I look like someone who doesn't like buns of steel? Anyway. Um, I, don't, yeah, I don't like buns because I'm on that keto lifestyle, bro, so I don't like the buns. Really? Yeah, everyone has a cheat day, right? Everyone has a cheat. I'm on a cheat weekend right now because I'm on a fucking birthday. So you will be having some buns, like I said. No, I will put Thor Dark World as the worst. Um, and then, in no particular order, Iron Man 2, Iron Man 3, Captain Marvel, Age of Ultron, and... Nobody asked you to then... fucking rank him, Corbin. Jesus well, Christ, I just asked you if you thought that... Well, no, no, no. I'm, well, the answer is no. I'm ranking the worst to get down to where I think Captain America belongs. I kind of have to do this ranking thing here. And I'd love to see what Chad and Michael think in the comments about this. So where's the Girls of Geek when you really need them? But I know. Anyways, where's, going back, where's the Girls of Geek for them fucking facts? Where's Kyle yeah. for the facts? God damn but it. I got I you, was, Corbin. I'm, I'm I was, here. I got your back now. Thank you, Travis. If I was ranking the worst ones, like... That Iron Man, Darth Thor, Dark World was was the worst, no question for me. And then will be Iron Man two, then Iron Man three, then Age of Ultron, then Captain Marvel, and then I'm starting to think about Captain America: First Avenger. Like those are like the worst I can think off the top of my head. Then I have to look and do some more. I didn't really like Thor that much, but I think it was a relatively solid movie. You know, then I have to start like figuring out what movie is ranking. But like those first four I mentioned, that's off the top of my head. Those were just bad movies. Now, and that's relative because. The MCU as a franchise has been pretty solid, but um, those were not strong to me. What up, guys? I see- hey, what's up? Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, yeah, what, what do you think? I, I would I say I, when someone says that, I'm curious, Matt. Did they give any reasons why they thought that was the worst movie? Because I can't think of any things that would make it the first movie. In if you took that movie separately, even out of the continuity, and we don't even get it, it sets up so many great emotional seeds for um, Endgame. So that alone right there, if you're a continuity person. Uh, but even in a movie on its own, it's really strong. So I'm curious why they're saying that that is the worst one. Because I, 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 I can't think of an argument for why it would be the worst one. They must be moving from the, all the Captain movies. Because a while back, everybody was all dumping on Captain Marvel. And now it's all dumping on Captain America, I think, as the wind blows. So it's like, it's like a, 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 a uh, an anti-military presence that's... <laughs> There's some uh, captains, sergeants, corporals. Yeah, exactly. Anything where you have that title uh, revolts against the system. It must be because I'm looking at it now just to kind of see, and I'm not really sure, but I remember the hate for Captain Marvel was very, very real. And all of a sudden, like overnight, it shifts to Captain America, and it's like, well, why? It's, I loved it's, it's Captain, Captain Marvel thing. the first time I saw it. I gave it a 9.8. Yes, you did. <laughs> I don't know. Can you translate that rating into cushions, please? I don't know what numbers are. It is a 4.75 couch cushion. I gave it four couch cushions and a throw pillow and an ottoman. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Yeah, you threw in a whole bedroom set with it, too. <laughs> Curtains, drapes, everything. It was all over that one. Yeah, I don't I don't understand it, but, I mean, I think this, we have a little, like, time on our hands and 
people's opinions on the movies change or someone comes it's to the like hot take. that Robert Downey Jr. in Tropic Thunder. Everybody was all mad about that. Well, that, oh, that I love it. it. I Which think people are, just finding, people are bored and they're just finding reasons to be even to, to stay well, mad. It's our culture. Yeah, well, yes, he ducked out of that. He was he he did that movie about seven years before he would have gotten in real hot water because like even if he got some shit for doing it then like whew, in the last seven years if he had done that movie it would have been uh would have been a different story for old Downey. Yeah. Yeah, that, that movie wouldn't wouldn't last right now. So, in or your in your have. personal opinions, what is the worst MCU movie? Oh god. For me, Marvel. for me Captain it's Marvel. not We've never talked about this before. Let's see. The well, war, dark for war. me it's not Captain America First Avenger. It's going to be Iron Man 3, Thor the Dark World, and then maybe Guardians 2. That's what Chad said. I'm with that. And then maybe Captain Marvel. Yeah. But I, again, I think, I think again, uh, Travis, I mean, not Travis, I'm getting confused here. Kyle had already said, like, basically, people have time in their hands. Let's just take a movie and throw out hot takes. You see it everywhere. If you yeah. want, like, I'm the basketball dude, everyone's going, oh, this first, not even Michael Jordan versus LeBron, just some random guy. Oh, um, I don't know. Baron Bugsy Davis, Bugs. NBA player, fighting me. And it's like some random I'll conversation that wouldn't, of course, Matt, no, but like some random conversation that would hold no water if we actually had things going on. But since there's not really anything going on, we have to talk about it. I mean, Captain right. America, the whole conversation literally came out of nowhere. It was just trending. And then you have that people go, well, it shouldn't be trending because it sucks. And then people go back. Like, we already know what movies, as, as again, Kyle reference, we already know what movies in the MCU suck. We've already, this has been discussed ad nauseum just in general. So the fact that now we're going to, like, turn it over for no apparent reason other than the fact that we're bored and let's talk about some hot takes is just a sign of the times, you know? Everyone at Careful, home. Corbin. You said in general, uh, generals, sergeants, corporals. Oh, can't use that language I'm anymore. water now, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my hairline. Uh-oh. Have, have the Avengers assembled here? Are we ready to talk about – are we ready to, uh, you I know – I think we're ready. We're, we've, got our, we've got our resident Captain America back with us, so we're – we're fucking ready to go. Let's talk about the fucking elephant in the room that we Rick, asked, we got Rick. asked to wait. So we've been stalling for time. Let's talk about that fucking Snyder cut. <laughs> it doesn't even really lost. fucking matter anymore. Uh, Ooh. Uh, yeah, it matters. You're just salty. Yep. I am not salty. All right. I, I think I think I got your back, go back, Matt. I got your back. Podcast where Matt was a, a demand the Snyder cut person. I never demanded the Snyder cut. We need to look back. Uh, Never have I demanded the Snyder Cut because I think the Snyder Cut is the biggest piece of shit and the dumbest fucking thing in the world. But you also said it would never come out. Yeah. Huh? Right. I did. I did say it would never come out. That was a pre-corona statement before people were trying to money grab and stuff. So I, I, I will forgive him on that one if he did say it. I think we're going to be similar uh, ideas here, Matt. Look, I'll, I'll start it off. I don't give a shit. I think the, the Snyder Cut is the dumbest fucking thing in the world. And it is the biggest money grab because let's just fucking call the first, let's just call the first Justice League a mulligan. It's a fucking mulligan movie, and now Wonder Brothers is like, damn, we fucked up with that. Let's give it another shot, and let's really push this Snyder Cut. You know, is it even a Snyder Cut when first they come out and say, okay, Scott Snyder 
filmed over half the movie before he That's left right? due to family emergency <laughs> d- due to his wife, his daughter's suicide, which is a terrible thing. But he filmed over half the movie and then left because he has that family, that family issue. Joss exactly. Whedon comes in and people say, Joss Whedon, all he did was, was film the reshoots that Warner Brothers asked for. Yep. And then yeah. they cut the movie. And it was horrible. Okay. Was why so why are you pandering for a Snyder cut when the majority, the real one. When the majority exactly. of what Snyder filmed is already in this first Justice League no, movie? Let me change this. Hold on. Let me change this. Would you want to see if, if, this, if this were changed and this were the Ryan Johnson version of Star Wars and J.J. Abrams was, was Snyder and fucking Zach Whedon was Ryan Johnson, would you be feeling this way? Yes, because... Fuck no, editing, you wouldn't. Editing is not going to change the. Editing is not going to change an actor's performance. Editing is not going to change the way the actor played. It changes storyline. It's not going to change the way the it's actor portrayed. The way it's the actor portrayed script. Batman. The way Henry Cavill right. portrayed Superman. The way that the dude Cavill who played. The way yes, the dude was. who played Cyborg portrayed Cyborg. Editing is not going to change the way the actor portrayed these characters. It's not going to change the performance. Yes, but it'll have effect on the storyline. Yeah. But at the end of the day, is that going to matter? You're yes. still using the same yeah. footage yeah. that was already shot. Yeah. The Justice yes, League. Yes, it will. The Justice and League you know, movie you got. The Justice League movie you got is already it's, what Scott Snyder filmed. It's what no, he shot. It's what he filmed. Zach Snyder. Sorry, Zach. Sorry. Yes. Wow, Thank you, up. Kyle. Yeah, Zach Snyder. Timothy I love Scott Snyder. All the fans. <laughs> yeah. but he already made it. It's What's not going to change what Scott Snyder. what Zach Snyder already filmed. All right. It doesn't uh, so I, change I, it. I I don't want to see this like 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 Matt. I I agree with Brian and uh, that I think editing can dramatically change a story. But when I look at the director of Zach Snyder, Zach Snyder is a style oh. guy. He's a uh, Scott. Excuse me, Scott. Yeah, Scott uh, Snyder. Uh, Scott, um, Zach, Tim. Who the fuck cares right now? Yeah, he's a style guy. He's a style guy, and so that is that seems to be editing isn't going to change what that director's strengths are, and the style of that movie isn't what was wrong with it. Um, this it was the storytelling. I don't think Snyder had any kind of storytelling chops that are going to help this. I, I just don't see him. We I mean, look at like Sucker Punch. Watchmen and stuff like that he had uh, with, he used so true to the book. But we look at like Sucker Punch and, and some of these other, the films that he did, he's a style guy. And I, I, the style for that movie wasn't what was my, my issue with that movie it was the storytelling and so i don't think that the 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 plot lines that would be required and the conflicts that need to be inserted into that movie to make it work are going to be there when you release a, a snyder cut however the only reason i would i would be interested in it is from a film point of view is to see as an experiment to look at an unsuccessful movie from two or not, un- I won't say unsuccessful. Um, that's not that's not Grizzle Geek facts. Uh, but uh, a critically panned movie from two different cuts. But then I come to uh, is it even a? I think, I think we need to let them ha- have their turn, Matt. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, we we got it. We got it. 
Don't tell me how to hand my own show, goddammit. <laughs> I know. I know. As I realized that, I'm like, he's he's too much Patron in to, 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 to balance this out. Right now. Snyder said it's going to be an entirely new thing, and that's enough for me. Also, you have to remember, and this is important, this version of the fans wanted didn't even exist. They're going to put so much money into it to bring it out. It's probably going to be put out in parts. There was no visual effects. There was no post-production. You are basically essentially using most of the acting and remaking it into a movie. That's kind of what you're doing. And I think that's going to be significantly different, especially with HBO Max putting so much time, effort, and most importantly money into it, because you're going to have a substantially different product. I didn't say better, but different product than what we had. Yeah, I think we're understanding yeah. just how much extra goes into the movie aside from the performances which weren't as bad as we probably remember but just end up being horrible because the entire movie was just crap that's my argument i can't wait justice league is an avengers knockoff the story is the exact same as the avengers that is the act insert mystical cube from space that enemy is trying to get a hold of that the teams have to defend you have to have this giant mythical threat or no. giant threat. All the heroes have to combine together. Look, I'm sorry they're not fighting Joker no, or Black. No cut, even a Snyder cut, is not going to change the fact that they chose to go with fucking Steppenwolf over Doomsday. It's dark side in, in, uh, in the Snyder yeah. cut. And they yeah. said it's going to be dark so, side. Yeah. So, exactly. So, so then I that's that makes I'm my so argument. Happy. This makes my argument. Yep. You're paying $20 million. To twenty to thirty million dollars. Yeah, thank you. He to might do this movie. Re why why call it the, the Justice League the Snyder Cut? Recast the fucking movie. Reshoot the fucking movie. That's gonna cast them two billion. Do it, do it the yeah. right way right. And, and get a different movie because who says Dark Side deserves a better debut? Henry Cavill's probably yeah. on the outs. Ben Affleck's already gone. You no, can't bring those. No, no, no. Ben Affleck. Yeah, exactly. Ben Affleck's. It has, has, he said. That's cool that you're finally going to get to see this, but he yes. didn't commit to coming back. Exactly. You're not. That's why you can't recast. You're not going to recast those roles for one. You're not doing a totally different movie when you have one that is already there. That you can just add and make better, spruce up a little bit. You're not going to wait another two, three years to get Robert Pattinson up to task as Batman. Bring in another Superman. Bring in another one. So Wonder then, how are they going to do Dark Side? You're going to have to cast someone to play Dark Side or I mean, CGI listen, Dark Side. There you go. Probably makes it the so, two. So you're going to get the same movie, but instead of Steppenwolf, it's going to be Darkseid in that in that yeah, role? I mean, you just said just now that Steppenwolf is a problem. So now we take out Steppenwolf and we put in Darkseid. You're going to go, oh my god, this but, is amazing. But all, you, but all you're going to do is have have Darkseid going the same path as Steppenwolf. Why it's the fuck not, does it matter? That's what you argued. That it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. Now it gives you Darkseid, but it's still not enough for you, Matt. Well, anything it's not. I can't argue with this right now. Who do you want? Do you want Lex Luthor there? No, no, no. I want Darkseid. Darkseid's fine. Sorry. Newsflash. Evil villain does evil plan. I'm, but I don't to know cut out Steppenwolf. So different from Steppenwolf's. To remove Steppenwolf. No, no, that's a Marvel knockoff. To remove okay, Steppenwolf right? and CGI oh, yeah, Darkseid in that same role. Marvel. To, to remove yes. Steppenwolf and CGI's Darkseid in that same role with the same motives. It's same stupid. motivation, same. It's fucking, I'm sorry. It's dumb. It is dumb. Take over the world, destroy said world. I, I don't know what other motivations you want to to come up with. Look, I think at the end of the day, fun. this movie's three years old. It was fucking done. What shot is shot. Leave it alone. We don't need a Snyder cut. Fuck that. We don't need an Ayers, an Ayers cut of fucking Suicide Squad either. 
I don't give a shit about Jared Leto's shit left on the floor playing Joker. He sucked his fucking Joker. Deal with it. Move the fuck on. Jared Leto, you sucked his Joker. Fucking deal with it. Move on. You're not I mean, getting another he, shot. Fucking deal with it. So, move on. So, so there did, is. Uh, so did the guy we're not going to talk about. He sucked too, but we're not going to talk about Yeah, that. because he won There's an Oscar a, for that role. He was trash. A, just saying. He also was trash. Joaquin won an, Ox, an, won an Oscar for that role. Just saying. Yeah, just hand them out. Love it. Anyway. There's, a, there's a precedent a precedent here that you might set that I don't know if I want set is that when a movie's in the can, yes, we, can McClay has a man years, bun. we can revisit it years later. We did this with Blade Runner, right? Um, with Wrigley Scott and 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 that, and we've had like a million versions of Blade Runner. Um, and when you when you get a team of people together from the grips to the cinematographers to everything, and they come up and they produce and it goes through the editors, and then the producers give it the final thumbs up, and that's your product, to go back and revisit it and change things all the time. It could, we could be a slippery slope here. I mean, when you look at some of the, you know, Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid, oh, you know what? Actually, we have a bunch of extra footage. Why don't we throw that in there and release it again? It, it, it becomes... Same with like the way you might look at a, a piece of art. Well, you know what? We have some extra paint. Da Vinci's not with us, uh, but we can, uh, we can, we can. Someone's gonna come in, and this is what Da Vinci would have done with this. And 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 I feel that that it, it is an interest. It, I don't know if it's a bad slope, but it's it. I don't know. I don't know if when you put something in the can and you say this is our, uh, this is the art, this is the product. Art is so fucking lame to say, but um. You know, I, maybe you understand what I'm saying, and I think that might be a, a weird, slippery slope that we step into if we start revisiting all these movies. Then all of a sudden, we're going back to Back to the Future. Hey, remember that guy who shot all of Michael J. Fox's roles before Michael J. Fox was replaced? Well, here's the uh, what was that guy's name? Uh, here's the blank cut of that, where <laughs> it's Back to the Future with this. And so, if this is successful tremendously success, successful, you will see that probably repeated with movies that are cemented and classic that you love. And so there's, a, there's another byproduct of this argument as well, as opposed to just seeing that Snyder Cut. I think it's way cooler than getting, hey, this version's got four extra minutes of unedited fucking stuff in it. Like, we're getting a different chunks of a different movie. Like, I think that's, we should get more stuff like this. This is what we originally were going to give you guys, but this is what we ended up. You got, you saw this in the movies, but this is what we were originally going to give you. It's kind of a cool concept. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I get, what, I get what you're both are saying. I do think it's cool. If something turns out wrong and you have, if you're CG and in that person for the same role. <laughs> If you have the footage, you can make it different. You think it'd be successful? Why not? I see what you're saying, Tra um, Travis. It was also uh, another um, slippery slope where we're bringing back deceased characters and CGIing them for roles and like that. It, all this stuff that could be new or groundbreaking also go in a negative direction. But I'm with Kyle in the sense that if you have it and you can put it out and you put out a movie and it's done, you go, but wait, we have all this extra footage that we can make better. <laughs> okay, you were the I'm sorry. What if I, I'm sorry. What if I put 25 it? minutes going. Oh, Kyle, so eloquent. Oh, Kyle, so eloquent. Kyle, I love so eloquent. Kyle. I, just one I love thing, Kyle. And now you want to the choking. I love Kyle. What if I put my argument in terms of resources? When we look at HBO and the money they're putting into this to make the Snyder Cut happen, that's money that they 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 could possibly get back if this is successful. But um, one of the things we talk about in this community is the idea of we want new stuff. 
We want we want new stories told. We want new creators to be brought into the fold. And that's capital that we're dealing with to revisit a story that's already been told. And that's a lot of capital that's being put into that to be revisit a story that's told. And if this is successful, the money that studios have that they could be using, unfortunately they're not right now, so maybe you're right, maybe it doesn't make a difference, to invest in new storytellers and new visions is gonna be put back to bring to life different versions of other stories. I mean, I think it's just a genius way for HBO Max to say, hey, come subscribe to us. No, on the HBO, on the HBO Max standpoint, you're absolutely 100% right, Kyle. It's fucking genius. But oh, you're 100% right, Kyle. <laughs> on the yeah. standards yeah. of... Go, Matt. Take that. On the standards, <laughs> Corbin. The fact of the matter is, if, if they filmed a Batman movie where he was just in the bathroom taking a shit for forty-five minutes, you would think it's the best Batman movie ever. All right. Kyle said it was. You would agree, okay? So <laughs> no, I just Kyle's a fucking smart man. All right. You'd be like Corbin, you suck. And Kyle said, actually, no, I think it's cool. I you know love what, you Kyle? too, Corbin. Kyle's a fucking smart man, but I think when it comes to Batman or it comes to most DC products, you have these blinders on. What What are you people gonna do when the Snyder Cut comes out and it's you fucking people? trash? <laughs> what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do when the Snyder comes out and it's fucking Trash. We're sit here and go. We knew it was garbage from the beginning. That's why they didn't do it in the first place. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what's gonna happen. You're gonna be like, oh, that was a fucking trash from the first. I didn't. Oh, we didn't need a Snyder point, cut. Kyle. Great point, Kyle. Yeah, Fantastic great. point, Kyle. <laughs> Kyle's been saying this for like years. I was all on his side the entire time. So stupid. The rest, of you know. Honestly, if it does suck. <laughs> we're gonna eat crow and say, okay, it sucks. My bad. And those who are right are gonna be like, listen, we said all along. And those who are wrong, I'm like, well, dang. But what if it is good? I can't wait to see Matt go, well, you know what? Uh, I, uh, it won't be. Because like Travis pointed out earlier. Like Travis what? Like Travis pointed out earlier. Zack Snyder is all style and no substance. What's the best films he's done? The best films he's done. Watchmen. Fucking, um, he did a zombie movie. Was it Night of the Living Dead or Day of the Living, or Dawn of the Dead? Yeah. So you're saying all that means he can't His superhero do movies, dude. Man of Steel sucked. Batman vs. Superman sucked harder. Man of Steel was great. Yeah. So he, yeah. he's done a lot of worse uh -oh, movies. Uh -oh. than, I think I don't like I didn't like Man of Steel because you're getting a dark brooding Superman. That's not Superman. Brian, uh, we, 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 we Go ahead. Uh, Brian, I was going to ask you. We, we were waiting to to dig into this entree, so I'm curious what your what your thoughts were on, on the Snyder Cut. I like the entree. I'm fucking excited. I can't wait for it. I was looking forward to a Snyder Justice League. That's what I was looking forward to. I wanted to see fucking Dark Side. I wanted to see Dark. I didn't. I wanted. To, you could tell. And here's another thing. You could tell the movie was fucking chopped up shittily. Like it was fucking edited so bad. I get the acting. The acting wasn't great on some things, but fucking Wonder Woman is great. Fucking, um, uh, I like a Ben Affleck Batman. He's not as good as Christian Bale, but I like a Ben Affleck Batman. I think he's and better Henry than Cavill, Christian Bale. Henry Cavill is a great Superman, and you can tell they fucking edited out so much badass Superman shit. You didn't get to see any of the evil Superman shit. You didn't get to see uh, uh, any cool, uh, crazy, dark Superman fighting everybody else. I wanted to see more of that shit. And and you could tell it was – a matter of fact, Henry Cavill said it was filmed. Henry Cavill said they filmed it. So hopefully we'll see that stuff. 
That's what the fans wanted to see. You remember how crazy spec was when they were talking about the Snyder, the, the movie at first? And, like, they were specking on the black suit Superman like crazy because the rumors were, were out that you were going to see a badass. Like, the first half of the movie was them against Superman. The, and the second half of the movie was Superman helping them fight the threat. Fucking genius. I'm with it. If this movie came out two years ago, the center come out come out two years ago, a year after Justice League was in theaters, I'd be all for it. But the fact of the matter is, we are three years removed from this fucking movie. You're right. You're right. Four I years agree. removed for it from it. <laughs> four years removed from it by the time it comes to HBO Max. <laughs> all right. If they had went and made this movie right after, I would have said, you know what, Kyle. Let's go see it right here. God damn, I would have been like, you know what, Kyle, let's go see it. The fact of the matter is it's been three years because reshoots take time. And you know what? I don't got the time for that. I'm not going to be talking about no, this. No, reshoots don't oh, take time. Oh, no. We're going to be talking about this in three years. Oh, of course. I'm being, I'm being very We've been talking about this. We've been talking about seconds. this so many times. You have a three-hour-long podcast. Of course you're going to be talking about I'm just saying. People have put billboards up in San Diego. They've campaigned for this. It went from Scott Snyder film or God damn it, Zack Snyder filmed half of this fucking movie to now he's saying, "Oh no, I only shot a couple of scenes and left with the hard drive, so it all needs to be reshot." You don't know if he's going to be able to get Ben Affleck back. I filmed four and a half minutes and I fucking took my Mac yeah. and left. Ben Affleck was like, "That's cool. That's going to come out. People should see it." But he's not committing to coming back to playing Batman but again. But you don't need him to commit to come back. It's he's got to commit to come do reshoots. If you're going to do reshoots and film different scenes, he's got to come back. How are you going to do that without him? If you turn off the volume of this podcast and you look just at Matt, it looks like he's singing like a stick song. Like he's like, come sail away, come sail away, come sail away with me. Fucking right. Karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> I love the passion. All I'm saying oh. is. All right. So we know the Snyder that cut. once the Snyder comes out, we'll be talking about it even more. Mm-hmm. Again, <sighs> and I'm I'm so, gonna wait for Corbin to sit here and say Tony and Spider Man before it. I'm gonna sit here <laughs> with a fucking party hat on. Out. I'm gonna sit with a goddamn party hat on and a fucking blower and those fucking like like rocket things or pop things to celebrate the minute fucking Corbin has to sit there and go. Fucking Snyder cut sucked, you know. No, it was it was trash. Well, was what's gonna happen? Look at great. What are you gonna do that? That's gonna be my that's gonna be well. I mean, listen, you know what? I have a better know, chance I, of I winning know. the. I have a better chance of winning the lottery than that All movie. You fucking being good. Technically, you can win it tomorrow. Yep. <laughs> fucking. It's gonna be good. Zack Snyder's good track record. Zack Snyder's track record. I have a better chance of winning the fucking lottery than that movie being I mean, you doing a one eighty and being fantastic. You forget Watchmen. Because Watchmen does not exist. Watchmen was a great movie. I give so you that. Go. So there is a chance they can give another great movie. There's a chance because they're already giving out one great movie. But Just Sucker say. Punch sucked ass. No, Batman no, no, no. v Superman sucked okay. ass. Okay. Man of Steel sucked ass. But the fact that he's given one has potential to give another. You're just acting like he hasn't done a good movie ever. Have you guys talked about your pick? Have you guys had any good pickups this week? <laughs> I get you changed the subject. Have. I, I have. That beautiful. You should have flooded in the chat like I've seen Matt's all week. Ooh, yeah. That looks solid. I like that. Put it up. 
That's a nice, P a nice PC pickup right there, gentlemen. Ooh, that is beauty. Yeah. I, got, uh -oh. I got a couple nice books this week. Uh oh, yeah. we know Kyle began. I mean, this guy with his. So did I. <laughs> Picked up first Carnage. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Amazing Spider Man 299. Oh, my goodness. And Amazing Spider Man 252, first black suit and continuity. What's up, Mo? Newsstand. And look who's got a bunch of graded books. Yeah, he's got a bunch of graded books. I, right. I was talking to Matt about this. I said, look at this guy. We knew it was going to happen, Kyle. We just had to wait till the time. And you we know did. what? A couple episodes ago, we had this discussion about the first black suit. All right. And it says on the back of this graded book from CGC. So I guess it, it's fucking Bible here. Ties in with Marvel Team Up 141 for first appearance of the black costume. So then, amazing. So then, uh, Secret Wars Eight is not considered the first appearance of the black costume. So by CGC. By CGC. So they're saying that Spider-Man Two Fifty Two and Team Ups One Forty One are considered the the first appearance of the black costume. Yep. For when it came out, that's for sure. Yeah. Yes, I'm an eBay whore right now. Kind of sewer. Fuck grading comic books. What the fuck was I thinking? I'm gonna have to get a couple clips of old episodes. Yeah, I want. Yeah. To oh, yeah. Never get a book graded. Putting that in that plastic coffin. Hey, you know. Look what I have a nine point nine. Shit happens, man. We yeah. grow. Yeah. We evolve. We learn the error of our fucking ways. That, right? I like how Matt's talking with his eyes closed. I know. <laughs> Matt's hammered, dude. It's fucking great. <laughs> we all learn the errors of our fucking wonder ways. Over there. Got 9.8 Scott Snyder. I mean, Scott Snyder. Jesus. Wow. Jesus. Yeah, he's gone tonight, y'all. Scott Snyder. I love that I've been doing this podcast enough that I've seen just about everyone, except for Corbin, because Corbin, uh, I'm usually subbing in. Uh, but uh, I've seen Kyle smash. <laughs> I've seen that. <laughs> Brian lives in a perpetual state of of uh, uh, he's he's in a um, a, a boom tomb. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll talk there, guys. <laughs> Corbin Hello. wanted a Long Island iced tea, but we ran out of brisk. Oh, Lord. You need to get off with that. <laughs> but you're right, though. You're right. You're right, though. Uh, I'm about to come up here one day with Travis on it. And Anyways. Go. Snyder Cut. No bueno. That's not how we ended. We just ended up. <laughs> Matt's going to get his point across no matter what. Bottom line, Snyder Cut sucks. End of segment. No bueno. No, when I'm the I'm the minority here. Like you guys are all for the shit. I don't. Know, other I've than never been to this Zach Zach Snyder cut. I thought it was stupid from the beginning, but now yeah, I'm. I just want to see for the curiosity factor of how often do you get to see the the actual other the original thought on something. So you get to see well, a don't, mulligan. Don't get me wrong. Don't Let's get me wrong. Kyle, I, agree with you. I, I agree with you a thousand percent. I can't wait to see it either. I just, I just think it's going to be trash. But don't get me wrong. Yeah. I, I want to see it too. I just, I just what, think what, that, what I Snyder think... is what what Snyder is good at isn't what's wrong with that film, is my opinion. I agree, hundred percent. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It, it, people think that. And, and, like that's the whole argument I've heard the last fucking couple days is, oh, he's gonna get his cut, he's gonna get to re-edit it, and it's gonna be his vision, and blah, blah. his vision isn't gonna change the way the fucking people portray these characters. 
editing can do a lot of great things, but it ain't going to change the way an actor delivered a performance. Wonder Woman I heard in this one, job. though, Flash does choke Superman out Superman in this job. one. I love it. Flash did a good job. No, Flash yeah, doesn't choke out Lois Lane because Ezra, Ezra Miller only chokes out women. So pretty much everybody except Cyborg did a good job acting in it. Sure. I give you that. But if you made a relevant point, I would agree with you. Oh, you're back talking on all your points. Now you're going to No, I, 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 when did I say nope. anyone other than nope. Cyborg sucked Go at acting? Back, not even 20 minutes ago. And you I will say, hand of hand fucking and God, now, if you believe you know in God, whatever, you know whatever entity you believe in, hand of that entity. I think Ben Affleck did a good job. Henry Cavell did a good job. I think he does a good job as Superman, but the portrayal of a dark Superman is trash. You didn't say that. You said the acting sucked. The, yes. the acting for Cyborg was trash. And the acting for Flash was trash. No, no, you didn't say that, though, Kyle. No. Matt, that's what say. You didn't say that. You're walking it back now. Flash. If you stop walking back your points. Definitive. Travis, Travis, please take note of this as the outsider on that on this show. Although you should be because I like having you here. As the, outf- as the way. outsider Some on the show, the mark this down. Mm-hmm. Flash and Cyborg. Trash. All right. Trash. Trash. With a capital I thought, T. I, thought, I liked Flash. I liked Ezra Miller doing Flash. Don't get me wrong. I liked it too. Done. Trash. Trash. <laughs> I, think we, I think I smell a live commentary track when this thing comes out, guys. Ooh. That's, that's a great idea. <laughs> I like it. Oh man, that was this was interesting. So, bottom line, we're gonna give it a chance. That's that's what we should end nope. that mm. segment on. You might. I'm not. Fuck that movie. <laughs> Fuck that. Oh, I'm not gonna sit minutes. there and watch four <laughs> hours of that fucking trash, and I'm not gonna watch a goddamn documentary of that fucking thing. Not gonna happen. You're gonna watch it's it. True. You do vote with your, you do vote with your dollars. So yeah, that's a good way to not happening. Yeah. I hundred percent agree we'll have to clip this episode because it's gonna happen. You clip this episode, it won't fucking happen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> won't fucking happen. <laughs> okay. You clip this All right, episode. Do you, want, do you guys want to see the top ten real quick? Yeah. Fucking happen. All right. Here comes the top ten. I want that fireside. I want that fireside chat too. Yeah, <laughs> slow it down, get intimate. Let's let's break it down a little bit. Here, so husky. Hey Matt, can you share my screen, brother, before you fall asleep? <laughs> <laughs> my name ain't Jose, motherfucker. I ain't fall asleep on shit. All right, I'm here. All let's right. go. All right, let's fucking so, uh... go. Hot ten. Let's fucking go. <laughs> So the Golden Age comic of the week is Power Comics number three. What's interesting about this book is that this is a J.B. Cole cover. But look, if if you saw this book, would you think that this was done by one artist? Like each little character is is drawn in a different type of like style. Like I wouldn't think that was the same artist drawing all those characters. So that's just a sweet kick-ass book. It's creepy. It's got really great colors. Um, Yeah, and. A uh, 7.5 sold for $4,300, and a 7.5 sale in 2012 was 800 So Now, it, it does 
it does say there's a character called the Black Ranger in here, but I don't see any of those characters who would be the Black Ranger. Raider is the Black. Oh, Raider. Okay. Yeah, oh, Raider. Yeah. Raider, Travis. I think that, that might be Raider. the Black Raider, right? Dr. Mephisto. I'll, I'll mute myself. Fucking English teacher, Mr. I give fucking speeches at graduation. Can't even get Timothy Oliphant. Timothy can you guess Olifant. Can you guess which one is Chin Chop? <laughs> On to the Top next left. one. Um, Star Wars Adventures, Clone Wars, Batter Tales, number one, the one in ten variant. This is interesting because this that just came just out this came week, out. didn't it? Yeah. yeah, say, yeah. This came out Wednesday. Yeah, and this has the first appearance of um, Clone Commander Wolf, Wolf McWolfie, something like that. Anyways, uh, the, the Clone Commander partner of the other Clone Commander in Clone Wars that died or whatever, his first appearance is in this. So everybody's uh, wanting, you know, thinking that it could be a big deal with uh, Mandalorian because that character is primed for Mandalorian. So I, uh, I do love the McWolfie, like... We got, the shit's getting intense. Bring in McWolfie. <laughs> <laughs> number 10, Ultimate Fallout. Number four, the regular print. Uh, this book is just continuing to climb. Um, we have the Edge of Spider-Verse 2 stuff coming. So everybody's going crazy over Miles. It, it, this book is just crazy, crazy, crazy how it just keeps going up. Last week it was around 550. Uh, and let's see here. 9.8 last week was around 550 and this week it's around 600. Jesus. So, yeah. It, it's nuts. This this book has just really shot up. So, Do you guys like that cover though? Do you like that cover? No, I think it's terrible. Yeah. No. Yeah, if they Sony just put them in the <laughs> movies... And build a rogues gallery around him. You motherfucker, I am done. I am done with you, Kyle. No longer do I agree with anything you say. I like I like how Corbin's impression of Matt and Kyle's impression of Matt are different ends of the spectrum. Corbin, give me your impression. I'm just saying 100% that... You oh, know, you got I, higher on that one. <laughs> First of all, exactly. I don't fucking sound like that, all right? I agree. I mean, no, you don't. It's more like a lower monotone depressed. So you fired up, and then it's like, you know what? Fuck that, Scott. John <laughs> Snyder. I'm drunk. I don't know. All right. Number this nine. Last week. Superman. Sorry. This was the honorable mention last week, and mm. it's just because Stargirl, the, the TV show, you know, is... is supposed to be really good the trailer came out i think it's, episode, I one, two. episode, episode one, one came out so uh the bottom line is they need you know this speaks to younger uh the younger crowd and they're really trying to push it the younger crowd which they should so um spec for this book has gone up uh it's a 70 dollars book right now so Holy shitty cover too. Yeah, this is a one in 50 variant and it's a really shitty cover and it's yeah yeah, I, I'd be surprised if very many shops have this book. Number eight, this is a fun one. I've got that book. Fuck yeah. This I book, remember this came out like a week a week before the first appearance of Gwen Stacy, of uh, Spider-Gwen. Yep. And everybody was talking about um, uh, this character, uh, what what's Silk. Silk in it up. going to have more legs than Spider-Gwen. So everybody specked on this character, not Spider-Gwen. And then it just Spider-Gwen went crazy. Well, this character is still hanging on strong. And the rumors came out that they're going to do the Jackpot movie, somebody else, and uh, Silk. So Madam we're Webb. Gonna... Madam Webb. Was it hey, Madam hey, Webb? Hey, Corbin, who's yes, Jackpot? Sir. 
Oh, uh, we didn't introduce Jackpot earlier? Oh, let me, <laughs> no. me allow me oh, you to forgot already. myself not playing. So, <laughs> uh, J-P-O-T. There you go. <laughs> uh, another failed lag experiment gone wrong. Superpowers. Yay, but I wanted a family. Boom, there you are. Jackpot. Yeah. Number Sorry, seven. Brian. I don't. I don't know if we're how much commentary we're allowed to do on the top ten. I'm bad. I'll sit quietly. No, you're good, brother. You're good. All right. You can do um, all the fucking commentary you want. Yeah. Right, oh, there you go. You got Matt right. Silver. There we go. Matt's all right. Show. Number seven. <laughs> number seven is uh, Incredible Hulk, Future and Perfect. Number one, the first appearance of Maestro, and this is hot right now because Peter David is gonna continue penning the maestro series uh coming soon in august and copies are selling in the 30 dollar range this was like a prestige format book so what do we do at 25 to 30 dollar books they're fucking yeah. still cheap we scoff at them it's like two lisa Loeb cds in 1995 <laughs> it's like rain on your wedding day it's gone <laughs> Um, number six, Star Wars, Clone Wars, number one. Like, how can this book not be on the list? This book's on the list every week, and it just keeps going up. Raw copies of this are $500 plus right now. So the Nine, price is going up, but the, but the book is going down on the list. Yeah. Wow. Well, it's mm. because of how hot the books are on the list. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is this is still hot, but it's not as hot as the books above it's it. caliente. But, yeah. So this book oh, is... Twelve hundred dollars and a nine point eight, up from eight hundred to nine hundred last week. So, I just... feel like Kyliente should be the name of Kyle's comic no. eBay shop. Kyliente <laughs> Comics. Kyliente Kyle... Kyle... Comics. No. no. Kyle's no, got Kyle's eBay shop has the best name ever already. Uh, that's right. That's right. You picked it out. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Road Rage number two, the Tony Harris one in 25 variant is number five this week. And uh, what a sweet Stephen King and his son cover. Like, how cool would that be to get on a signature series, Stephen King and Joe Hill to sign? So awesome. Fucking A, man. This is a ghost of a book. This is super hard to find. It was a one in 25 to begin with. Um, But you can't find... There's very hard to find. Um, Ninety dollars sales, if you can, like, uh, are the very few that you see. But uh, if you ever find this book, uh, let me know because I'll, I'll, uh, I'll buy it from you. It's fucking cool as shit. Number four. This was uh, on the list last week, and it's still there. Marvel's preview number five, ninety-five. People are paying two hundred and fifty to three hundred dollars for this book. Wow. This is the this is the book that came in the previews. The little you know, Marvel previews version that was in previews and it is selling for 250 to $300. That's ridiculous. I have that cover sitting right here signed by Brian Michael Bendis and Sarah Pacelli. Well, good. Keep it because that book's going to get, going to get hot. Um, so <laughs> if you have it, hold it. Uh, number three is Amazing Spider-Man Free Comic Book Day. This is, uh, of course, on the list because of Jackpot. And uh, this is like her – people are saying this might be her first cameo. But it's a free comic book day book. I mean, I, it's selling for 40 to $50, which is crazy. Uh, but definitely this is a sell, not a hold. If you guys have this book, sell this book. Trust me. Number two is uh, Symbiote Spider-Man. Walmart one. Yeah, if you, I don't know if you guys knew this, but you can, I guess you can find this. This is the Symbiote Spider Man number four second print, and you can find it in the Walmart, uh, the repacks. It's selling for $75 raw. 
Why? So it's a sweet cover, um, and I don't know why. Uh, who knows? But people are pay, uh, really want it. And I do like that Mysterio's like neck thing kind of looks like eyes. It, I think Mysterio is one of my favorite oh, so I, 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 I'm all for Mysterio stuff. But if you can find your – you know, go to your Walmart and figure out a way to look in. Supposedly, they're in the middle of the packs, so it's hard to tell if you have one or not. But, you know, there's ways. Uh, and if I find you doing it, I'm going to fucking videotape you. Um, number one, number one, Amazing Spider-Man 546. Uh I thought this might be on here because of Brand New Day, but then I remember Brand New Day was such a shitty storyline that there's no possible way it could be on there because of Brand New Day. It's because of fucking Jackpot, and uh, it's selling for 40 to $50, I guess. So um, if you have this book, definitely sell it. Sell, I don't sell, even sell. remember Jackpot being part of this. Like I remember, yeah, the, I know the storyline, and I have this book, but I don't remember Jackpot for nothing. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I, I, I don't remember it either, but uh, it's selling and people want it. So I hope, Kyle, I hope you put that book up. I do. I can see it sitting right there. Cause people want more Kyle. Everybody wants more Kyle. That's right. Um, okay. I agree 100%. Like I was telling you earlier is when I was going through books and, you know, like those, those are some of my doubles for Spider-Man, which means I have more than one copy of that 546. When I went to go put it up, I was like, that's only going for a couple bucks. It's not worth the eBay fees and the pain of shipping. I'm not going to make any money off of it after all my fees and time and effort. So I just set it back aside not to worry about it. And then not even what? Two, two minutes later, <laughs> it's fucking a scoffable $40 book. What a hold. Well, and then even touch on that it's one of the most hated storylines in the history of spider-man yep <laughs> it, it, it blows my mind man well that character the storyline you're buying it for the yep. first appearance first appearance yep. jackpot yeah where that fucking character is gonna go jesus christ That's That's nowhere. yeah I don't understand why they would decide to. Well, maybe, maybe it's a good character and they have good plans with it. But if it was a good character, it would have been a good character to begin with. I, I, I you would think. From yeah. an author, yeah. I mean, I can see them trying to spice up a character and maybe you know a fresh team or something brings new life to it. But in this case, nah. <laughs> Fucking dumb. I know. I when I was looking them up on eBay, I seen the variant. I know I had the because I actually found that variant at the fucking at the swap meet. Digging through books at the swap meet. Oh wow! Years ago, dude, have you been there lately to the swap meet? Uh, at the swap meet. Now, at the swap meet. Talking about the swap meet, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. There you go. It wasn't like I was going, but there really wasn't any collectibles there anymore. What are you I was getting down to your song, dude. That's not me, yeah. <laughs> okay. Huh? Oh man. Uh, the swamp no. meat, yeah. What's there's, the next time we're gonna see one of those swamp meat? There's there's no honey holes anymore. That's the shitty uh -huh. part. You'll never find another good honey hole in Arizona. Yeah, this is gone. It's a shame. I know where there's a honey hole in Arizona. Really? Not your fucking 
not your uh Phoenix your Thomas, Thomas, we have issues. That's the honey hole in Arizona. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I agree hundred percent. hundred percent. Totally. Wait, you agree. got a fucking problem with surprise comics, bro? What? Good, good stuff. Brian doesn't like my comic shop. No, no, I'm just giving you shit. Oh man. <laughs> you guys are funny. I'm so tired. I can't even find my microphone anymore. It's in front of your face. I'm just giving Brian shit. For giving me what? shit. <sighs> I don't fucking know anymore. Travis, how are you, buddy? I'm good, man. It's not as late for me. I'm glad I'm glad that your appearance on our show could be brought to you by ComicExposure.com. Yes, ComicExposure.com, where you go for the opinions. Tune in for the opinions. The opinions, but not the facts. And love of the great Snyder Cut. Okay, just <laughs> yeah. That's a good hot 10, Brian. Good job. Fantastic Thanks, job. As always. We're going to see more and more Spider-Man on there, I think. I can't wait to talk I'm still surprised that Madam Webb's first appearance isn't on there. What do you mean? Madam Webb's getting her fucking old movie. How is that book not on the hot 10? Maybe it just didn't make that book's jumping in, that book's like doubling, tripling in price. How is that not on there? Because uh, it's not. It was hotter when the word came out when the first news came out weeks what, ago. Was it weeks ago? Because I just recently yeah. heard about it. Yeah, weeks ago. Yeah, month, yeah. Probably month, like because I'm not ago. up on my I'm not up on my shit, huh? Do not go to Matt for the current news. No, do not come to me for the current news. You know what we should talk about is the Sony. And Spider-Man and Miles. No, we're talking about that. you how to fix we're that. About it. Hey, hey, Travis, do you want a permanent spot on our show? Because I hear Corbin's going to go join Couch Crunchers full time. What the? Is he couches? <laughs> He's going to go couch some crunch some couches. Corbin, you crunching couches? No, Matt's just trying to get me off the show because he disagrees with me calling him out. As no, a I love you, Corbin. Just oh, I love you too. No, that's that's not that, that's not. He's wanting to run me off. <laughs> but it's always fun to talk with Travis. It is always fun. <laughs> All right, so let's get into the Burn. back of our show no. and let's <laughs> let's get ready to talk some odd news. It's a bit nutty. You're crazy. You're crazy. You're Yeah, you like that, okay. huh? You okay. like that, huh? I did. <laughs> Let's talk some, some odd news. A uh, man wearing watermelon on his head arrested in Louisiana uh, for robbery. Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> I'm putting on a mask. I'm going to hollow out a goddamn watermelon. And I'm gonna walk. I'm gonna fucking rob. I mean, I, I you get an A for originality. It kind of hold up that watermelon glass you got there yeah. in in support, don't you? Aren't you sporting? I support watermelon mask. <laughs> you supporting your brothers in the watermelon mask? Is that what that is? What? Yeah. I don't always drink. When I do, I drink water of a watermelon glass. Fucking A, right? A plus for watermelon mask. In, a, in an age where. Where everyone's wearing a mask, fucking hollow out a watermelon and rock that shit to rob 
a Do sword. you think he cut it and put it on his head like a helmet, or did he pull all the way down and make eye holes in the top of the wall? Oh, no, he, he pulled it all the way down and made eye holes. He made eye holes. Oh, right. that's, that's, that's commitment. I appreciate that. Man. Mouth hole, if I remember right. That's like a Fat Albert character. Do your Fat Albert That has undertones that I do <laughs> I can't do We're it. gonna have a drink or two. Oh, I guess you can't lose. Oh God, can you imagine the political correctness of watermelon head in a black Albert cartoon and a fat black? You know, black, black Albert. Black Albert. What the fuck is black, black Albert? Albert. Whoa, I'm sorry. You never, you never watched the Adult Swim show, Black Albert. <laughs> we are no longer subscribing to fucking um, comic exposure for the fact. So. Oh man, my hits are dropping down. No. <laughs> Your subs are dropping for Black Albert. <laughs> Love that black sketch. Who is it? Oh, black, black something. Black it, Albert. It can't be worse than than somebody saying that big black guy behind him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like I like Nickelodeon's I like Nickelodeon's Black Doug. I got called a racist <laughs> as soon as I said that on that episode. What the black, black guy behind him? Yeah, when I was showing the J. Scott Campbell thing, and I'm like, like J. Scott Campbell's great at drawing stuff. Like, even his faces are good. Like, just, and I didn't know who the character was, and he's just a big, huge black dude behind him. So I'm like, yeah, that big black guy. Instantly, I see in the comments, racist. <laughs> Does that make him a racist, Corbin? I love you, Brian. I would have been flooding the chats as well with that. Yeah, <laughs> fucking racist. I'm just this day and age, you got you get just got to. And the age of coronavirus, aka COVID nineteen, dad lets son take drinks at supermarket and puts them back on the shelf. We're seeing an influx of this. What the fuck is wrong with people? Well, you just said they're stupid. Yeah, take your drinks, put them back on the shelf, licking ice cream containers, put them putting back on the shelf, and harp all the way back to last week when I saw a fat kid fucking licking the windows of the frozen food section. And then licking his finger and do, going to the next one. Yeah, I saw that rant on. Uh, I saw you rant on that on Facebook. What the fuck is wrong with people today? I'm waiting for the video for someone to do that and somebody to see it and just drop them. Yeah, yeah. Because that's what uh, like I can see that happening. Like that's the first thing I would think. Like at this point, there's no reason to say, "Hey, stop it." It's just like you need to see the consequence of doing. Actions that. speak louder than words. You're just waiting to see someone. Come out of aisle six and just Superman punch this fucking yeah. kid. Just yeah. knock him out. Lay him <laughs> out. Which that kid had, people... they thought it was funny. Because they were actually opening it, laughing, taking a drink, laughing, putting the lid back on, and putting it up. Like they knew what they were doing. That dovetails into my pet peeve about just the frozen food section in general. It's the yogurt section. Here's the thing. There's too many choices of yogurt. And I'm always stuck behind when I was in the States. One of the things I hate about it was you're always stuck behind like someone who's like, what do I want? Do I want strawberry mango, mango strawberry? Do I want this? And you're like, just, I want to reach in there. I want to pick my favorite flavor of yogurts because I, I I know my taste. And you're sitting there looking at it like it's like, okay. And they'll spend like five minutes looking at there. And you don't want to do the rude thing where you cut in front of them and like open the door. But sometimes you got to. Oh, there's a little kid there. licking lo yogurt caps in there. That's I'm taking it to another level. I'm yeah. I mean, it's going to have to happen. Some actions speak louder than words of that type of crap. And know your yogurt preferences before you go to the store is all I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I think if I saw a little kid pulling open yogurt because they have the 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 fucking like cover on them. Tin seal. If yeah. I if I saw a kid pulling open the tin seal of yogurt, licking it and putting it back, I think at that point I would slap him. 
I would hit a child. Because that's not above it. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. If you're such a shitty parent, if you're such a shitty parent, then you're going to let your fucking kid lick yogurt. All I know is if fucking someone fucking smacked my kid in the store, I'd fucking. I know. Exactly. I couldn't hit a kid. I I wouldn't hit a child. I'm just saying. I'm talking to big game. It would be on, dude. It would. Oh my god. It would. It would be on. I wouldn't even have flinched. Yep. But I don't think you'd be a shitty enough parent to let your fucking kid do that. No. At what point you do you... would hit your kid if he did that. Yeah, at what point do you... Are you a shitty enough parent where you're like, Oh, go ahead, little Timmy. It's okay if your little fat ass licks that fucking yogurt. Nobody else is going to buy that. It's okay. <laughs> I, don't think I, mean, I don't think that's going to happen. I just, Corbin, I just... on the other hand... What? I'm just what? kidding. Hey, no, no, I'm just kidding. I, I know, I know. I just think it's irresponsible. I think that there has to be something done because now it's it's for dares or it's for just plain stupidity. It's ridiculous. And if people got, I don't know, the, the hell slapped out of them more, I think maybe that would stop people from doing it. I would never, ever, ever think about that. And mind you, that's not even up to my rearing and whatever, although a lot of this my parents teach me just what to do. But in general, people who do this, and we're talking about grown adults, Why? That's that's the point. Why? The whole drinking and putting back. Are we serious? What is it? Some kind of circle K? I don't get it. I don't get it. it. It's ridiculous. I think you need to have more of people just going like, nah, that's not gonna happen here. And then whatever else happens from that point happens. Oh, I'm gonna file for assault. Okay, I'm gonna file for whatever they get caught for when they uh get caught doing it. You know what I mean? Like, there's actions, there's consequences, repercussions for all that, and it's ridiculous that they're just able to do that. I, I don't. I'm not with it. Yes, there should be consequences for tampering with food in this day and age, yeah. in this in this yeah. coronavirus age that we live in. Oh, even more so now, but just in general as is. Yes. In other odd news, New Hampshire man told to turn down music grabs sword and chases man. Are you gonna are you gonna chase a man and tell you to turn down your music with a samurai sword, Kyle? Oh, occasionally. Occasionally. Fucking what are you gonna do with the samurai sword? New Hampshire man chases. New Hampshire man told to turn down his music, grabs samurai sword, and chases man. Are you gonna chase a man with a samurai sword if he tells you to turn down your fucking music? He's gonna no. He's gonna turn down that fucking music. Depends how he says it. <laughs> turn down your music. I'm getting my fucking samurai sword. Fuck this shit. I mean, as long as the N word is not used, I think we can. It, it depends. Are, am I listening to Johnny Cash's version of "Hurt"? Because that's like the best version of that song. And if I'm listening to it, and someone tells me, "You're, li- you're, I, you're listening to you want, you turn what? You said turn what?" Travis listens. Let's to go to Whopper in a bathtub in a bubble bath. <laughs> too. Yeah, I like some Epsom salts and some. All of a sudden, call me Corbin Katana up in this one. If any former musician can open up their own line of Epsom salts, I feel like Cindy Lauper's Epsom salts would be a hit. It takes you through Epsom. <laughs> Girls just want to have time baths. after time. <laughs> if you I'll be waiting. If yeah. Time after time. Epsom salt. Time. <laughs> <laughs> And you say, slow down. Okay, no more. I Okay. What's <laughs> up? Oh, I will find the Epsom salt. I am fucking Time wasted. 
know. And that leads me to my next fucking story. NASA. Hold on. I apologize to everybody that's ever listened to us when I have drank too much. <laughs> you're not you're not as annoying as me, bro. I, I wholeheartedly apologize. I fucking know. <laughs> I fucking know that I'm annoying in like the scum of the fucking earth. And that's okay. I mean, if you watch and I drink, I apologize. But that's okay because I'm struggling. <laughs> I'm underlying struggling with the fact that I'm gonna be 35 in two days. And I'm like fucking like, yeah, dude. Oh, that's fuck. officially middle thirties. Yeah, hey, old as fuck. You feel better in two weeks. I'll be forty-one. <gasps> yeah, oh but, my lord, you guys are. Oh, gosh, I don't even want to think about. You've got so much accomplished. I haven't accomplished shit. I mean, oh, we're we're taking it to dark places now, man. If you want to accomplish getting fatter, I accomplished <laughs> that oh, fucking <laughs> full hand. But um, so what is that? Yeah, we're going places there. NASA found a parallel universe where time flows backwards, but then two days later, it's debunked that NASA did not find a parallel universe where time flows backwards. Conspiracy Brian, what do you think? Hold is on. There, put your tinfoil hat on. Is there, is there a parallel universe where time flows backwards? Release the NASA cut. Release the NASA cut. Yes, yes I agree. I bet you it's so good. What what did you say, Brian? No, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I, what I could tell you is I I do think that quantum mechanics has a lot to be um, thought about. I don't know if there's as many realms as they think they are. I don't know if there's any realms. Well, sorry, I don't know. If, I do know there's more realms. There's got to be. There's. I mean, the math says it's there, and you take some psychedelics and I'll show you those realms. I don't know if we can get to them. I want to take psychedelics. Well, it's starting to become that time of year. So, uh, fucking. They just busted a guy in live PD for having shrooms. Really? Mm -hmm. That's sad. They should have turned off. You're done done ayahuasca. I think that at 35, that might be a good thing to do. Fuck, dude. I'm ready. Let's go. Yeah, just have that realization. I'm ready to unlock life my mind. Existence. Why would you ever want to do ayahuasca? I could give I you, feel like you know what ayahuasca does? Ayahuasca makes you shit and fucking throw up all over yourself for eight hours. I do that and anyway. Get the most intense bubble gut pain for eight hours. And you might get on go on a trip while the guy's fucking going on a trip to the bathroom. Yeah, I can give you that trip that you're looking for without the bubble guts, without the pain, without the shitting yourself, and without the length of time. And, that it would normally take. That it would normally take. It would. What I could give you would take twelve to twenty minutes. Listen, if I was you gonna would gain go way on. more than you could gain anything out of ayahuasca because I'm giving you the exact chemical that is found in ayahuasca. That makes ayahuasca do what it does. If I was going to go on a spiritual vision or trip into psychedelics, I would trust no one other than Mr. Brian McClay to be my fucking Sherpa. All right. There you go, brother. To be my Sherpa. That, that's the only person I would trust. Not even Kyle? Not even Kyle on that one. Brian, Brian is the only one to trust. Uh, I even have limits, Corbin. Okay, I'm. I get even you. I the almighty Kyle Stinson has has his limits. I have limits. 
<coughs> I am not a spirit guide. I feel you on that. If uh, I wanted a whiskey guide, there's no other than Kyle Stinson to go to. Whiskey guide. But when I want a when I want a psychedelics guide or a spiritual guide, and I want to talk to God. Your and, whiskey guide. Yep, and unlock chambers <laughs> in my brain. And if you want long on iced tea, not core. <laughs> if I want basketball stats and hear about WNBA, I'll go to court. Wow. Right. And if I want to learn, if I want to be, if I want to go back to, to school and get taught some English, which I probably need, I hit up one Mr. Travis Rats. There yeah. you go. All right. That's fair enough. Got to have them. Got to have one in every, every group, right? A uh, man claims to have found entrance to underground alien base on Google Earth. Pull it up. Pull up Google Earth. Yeah, I want to see it. Let's see it. You're asking a lot of the old boy. (laughs) Let let Brian share his screen. (laughs) (laughs) I'll let Brian share his. I will give you the cord. I won't give you the cord. Because I don't know how to give coordinates. Because I'm a fucking retard. I'm going to fire off some longitude latitude at you, Matt. You just go ahead and type those bad boys. <laughs> no, let Brian do it because I'm not in any way, shape, or form to be doing anything. Man finds entrance to underground alien base. Yep. Yeah. All right, here we go. Just let me know when I can show you screen, Mr. McClay. There you respect go. I have for Brian. He's a mister. There we go, gentlemen. So now it says Let's, article, ooh, pull up the actual coordinates and see if it, if it fucking shows up on Google Earth. I feel like I'm slurring. You are. Yeah. I'm holding, <laughs> I'm holding it together. Five, three, 100%. Okay, fuck a dash. File, Kyle. Corbin. All you need is love. Do, 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 do. Zoom in on this little island. Island is uninhabited, it's very small, and here we are. That sounds like here. Travis narrating. It does sound like Travis narrating. Fucking A, Travis. Yeah. Or entrance to an underground alien base. Doesn't fit in with the environment. Let's look at the environment. Let's zoom out a little bit. It looks like that motherfucker did it on a fucking like, it looks like a, Google it looks Paint. Like a, a dinosaur. Yeah. This is a kind of location where aliens would Why is there a Mickey hand? A hidden base because <laughs> this is Windows Windows ninety eight. He's doing it. <laughs> There's your. Uh, I don't think that. I think that's probably like a a human base where they're where they have aliens. <laughs> that's where they keep them locked up. <laughs> it's not really an Area fifty one. It's it's in this little slit on this island that looks like there's a, a dinosaur eating it. <laughs> Holy fuck, man. Uh, no, I, I think that was uh, There's got to be some kind of glitch there Or something The hell was that? I don't know Alright <laughs> Have a great night everybody Yeah <laughs> Thanks yeah. for watching Brian, yeah. Alien Underground Base What do you think? No. Negative. What about you, Corbano? No, I just want to go home. You already are <laughs> home, motherfucker. What are you recording from fucking Bosa Donuts again? 
I just want to go to sleep and get out of here. Yeah. Uh, Good show, brother, gentlemen. Excellent. My show. dedication to this craft here, Matt. Don't, don't call me for that. <laughs> I, love you. I love you, Corbin. Always in the pursuit of that great Wi Fi. I'm just kidding. Hey, great Wi Fi. Brian, I interrupted you. My bad, Brian. What were you saying? I said, great show tonight, gentlemen. Well, oh, yeah. And our last <laughs> odd news story of the night before we hit the road is man told to wear a mask shoots Wava House cook, officers say. Do you think do you do you guys think it should be like you should get outraged in this time if you're asked to wear a mask? I don't think so. I, mean, I can see not wanting to. I understand that. I mean, I wear one at my job twenty four seven. It's annoying as heck. It climbs up my eyes. It just it's it's horrible. But you're not even doing it for you. And I think if you keep that in mind, then that's best. And if someone tells you to wear it, then just wear it. I don't understand what the big deal is. Oh, I get not wanting to. Huh? Yeah, I'm right. They're doing it there. People are mad about it. Right. I went to, uh, what was it? I went to uh, Trader Joe's and forgot mine. And then they were all like, oh, you need a mask. I was like, oh, okay. I went in the car. I went back and got it. Like, I get it. I'd rather not. But it's not about me. I'm just going to use that. Now, if it goes past a certain point or whatever, then then we got that conversation. But for right now, I don't understand the level of anger and venom that we're having. Like, first, we were mad that everything was closed. See, right the before. problem, the venom, now we're mad, uh-huh. is because of, there's not, it's, there's not, they're not tying it to Miles. Mm. That's the reason for the venom. If they're finding a way to tie it to Miles, it would be all right. <laughs> I'm so, so <laughs> fucking confused about what we're talking wait, about wait, right wait. now. It's this not even fucking funny. You needs a better structure because trap. Fuck me. I agree 100 percent with what you're saying, Kyle. Whatever that is that you're saying, but <laughs> venom. So I was trying to tie it back to talking about Sony. back to Sony and what they're doing. What is what's that doing? <laughs> Well, Geeksters, I've had a good time on the podcast. Actually, I really needed this tonight, so I appreciate Travis, it. Travis, thank you it for coming on. quite the roller coaster ride. Absolutely. Thank you for coming man. on. All right, so. I was like, yeah, I'm leaving. Before we end the show, do you guys have anything pressing personally you want to talk about or anything going on in life? Yes, I want to make an announcement. No, it's time for Fireside Chats. Yes. Yes, we're doing a fireside chat. Let's go. This is something serious. This is this is very serious. All right. This is something that needs to be addressed. Let's hear it. This is something that really caused me. Brian, did you just paint your fingernails? The fuck are you doing? <laughs> no, I'm blowing on the fire. Oh. I'm oh, so embers. Yeah. <laughs> Uber and Lyft drivers, get back to fucking work. <laughs> because. Last Friday, last Saturday, I was like, oh, it would be nice. We're out of quarantine. I'd like to go enjoy a drink with my wife at the bar. So we got a lift there. It took a long time. It took like 15, 20 minutes. Uber said no Uber drivers available. It took like 20 minutes. So then at the end of the night, like we'll have one more drink. I, I turned on Lyft. I set it. I turned it on. I set it down. Half hour. Never got a ping for a driver to come pick me up. We had to walk home three miles from the bar to our house. Holy shit. Because at like midnight, because there was no no Uber or Lyft drivers to pick us up. So we, and like, I was wearing sandals. We both were. I had, I had blisters all over my feet from walk. And, and that just, they need to get back to work. 
I get the $840 is awesome a week, but you know what? I need a fucking ride to the bar. <laughs> Here's another thing I've heard people talk about going to the bar is that it just feels uncomfortable because everybody's like wearing masks and gloves. and It wasn't like that. The bar I went to it was pretty okay. much normal. It was just everybody, there was no real distancing there. Everybody was just kind of doing, you know what I mean? If, it's normal at the bar, like if unless it's busy, but for the most part, you don't usually sit next to someone you don't know anyway. You know what I mean? So like it was me and Nubia sitting there, then there was a space, and then there was some other random person, but like you only sit directly next to somebody at the bars if it's busy, and that's where you wedge in. So for the most part, the only people that were together were people that were there with each other. If you didn't know the other person, there was there was, you know what I mean, there was distance like normal. Dude. Do any of you notice like the culture shift that we've had over the last couple of months? Like, if you walk into the fucking grocery store, I'm like, I don't wear a mask when I go to Walmart grocery shopping. Like, why? You go into Walmart and you get dirty fucking looks from all the people that are in masks because you're not wearing a mask. Yeah. Like, I I know people not, not anymore. Not anymore though. Like some no. parts of the world, like that's culturally acceptable to wear a mask. Like, I know in Japan they they like to wear masks. It's something they're doing, but it's not. The way we do it here in the states, and now all of a sudden it's like flipped on its head, and now like you just get those dirty fucking looks from people. It's like, why the fuck are you judging me for not wearing a mask? Mm-hmm. I don't really pay attention, but that's I, that's my fireside chat. I'm just please don't judge me for wearing a mask. Don't judge me for wearing a mask. <laughs> The mask rises. The dog. <laughs> the mask rises. <laughs> the, the coronavirus rises. Back in my day, I didn't have a mask. They'd say, okay, you got a nickel. I'd say, I got a quarter. They'd say, that's fine. What the <laughs> fuck did you just say? <laughs> that's a callback. Holy baby. shit. <laughs> Thank you. What the fuck <laughs> did he just say? A reference to what we were talking about earlier, Matt. <laughs> it's a joke. Matt is gone. Yeah, he is. And we should end the show on that note. Can somebody please take his roll of time, please? Anybody else have a fireside chat you want to fucking talk about tonight? Just for the sake of Matt, I'm going to say no. no. <laughs> uh, not really. Uh, bring no. back the Big Mac. If you don't have beef fast food restaurants that thrive off burgers, do not push your chicken on me because I don't want your chicken. If I want your chicken, I will go to a chicken place. That's it. I'm going to Raising Pain for sirloin steak. Shout out to the roommate, Kellen. Who used to be on this fucking podcast is bringing me chicken wings because he's a fucking, he's a real G. He's a real hero. <laughs> okay. <laughs> chicken wings are the real hero. Okay. Everybody, I apologize. <laughs> ever I'm drunk and you bring me a chicken wings. I'll be your friend. Fucking, fucking sing it, Travis. Sing it, bro. With fucking soul. With that soul power. He wants you to put the bass in it, Travis. <laughs> wow, this is something. Yeah, that's my fireside chat. If you if you're a restaurant that primarily serves beef products, don't put your chicken on me because that's not why I'm here. That's it. And Stu, I I agree. I appreciate you, Corbin. I appreciate you too. Thank I appreciate you. all of you. And I appreciate everyone that listens to this podcast. And I appreciate everyone that makes this so much fun every Friday night. 7 30 p.m. Mountain time, right here. 
Phoenix, Arizona. That's the same bottle you showed me this morning that you said you were going to be drinking. Oh, it definitely is. Hold it, it back up again. Is it exactly the same? No, you did some damage. Oh, cow I think about, about half the bottle. Cow yep. I've, been, I've been making some margarita. It's been that. And, oh, uh, okay. That's what I saw was the, the, this one. Which one yeah, I've been, drink, I've been drinking both of them. I've been making, mixing a little margaritas. A little margarita. I just want to say to Lance Kirby, who told me, oh, you should drink it. I would be getting drunk in the chat. You son of a bitch. You sold out, you <laughs> fucker. We made a game plan. I, the reason I wanted the passwords and stuff to be able to get in is because I was going to bring him in because and he was going to do a little birthday thing for you. He should have, that motherfucker. And they bailed out. And I sent him the code. He's like, there's no natural disasters going on this time, so I'm totally, totally going to be there. Yeah, fuck that motherfucker. I'm even going to go buy a webcam so that I can be on there. And, as soon as and I, I start I start sending him messages, and I look, and of course, it's uh, Lance Kirby, active three hours ago. Lance Kirby, you and I, sir, are no longer friends. You son of a bitch. Motherfucker. I'm gonna send my I'm gonna send my enforcer Corbin to go handle business. Enforcer Corbin, go handle business. Ow! No, I'm kidding. And you fucking not my yeah. enforcer anymore. Enforcer Travis, go handle business. Yeah. <laughs> that inspired heavy confidence there. <laughs> my 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 parting <laughs> message to Lance Kirby is, you son of a bitch. He told me you were going to be on here. He's like, oh, get drunk. It's your fucking birthday. Get drunk. Buy a bottle of tequila. Get drunk. And I'll be there drinking with you. You son of a bitch. You didn't even fucking tune in, you motherfucker. <laughs> you dirty motherfucker. You rat-ass motherfucker. You made a fucking so, wait, plan. All right. You recap, made a plan. Are we, starting, are we starting beef with someone who isn't even listening right now? You made a plan yeah. with Kyle, and you backtracked not once but twice now. What if we end it while we all sing uh, Happy Birthday to Matt while Matt rants about something? And we Son just cut it off there. We'll sing Happy Birthday and Matt, you go on a rant. Nobody <laughs> needs to sing Rip the cord. Nobody needs to <laughs> sing to me. I'm 35. My life is fucking over. My life is fucking over at 35. All right. I think the best thing to do is just... Corbin left. Fuck you, Corbin. You son of a bitch. You too. But for the but guys, if this is your first time checking us out on YouTube, I apologize. Any um, <laughs> fans, I apologize. If this is your first time checking us out on YouTube, welcome. Thank you for checking us out. Make sure to like and subscribe. Leave us a comment below so I can pin it. It's gonna be fun, fucking fantastic. If you're listening to this playback on Monday, I apologize for my actions because one, I'm drunk. Two, Lance Kirby, you're still a rat bastard. And three. Bring Corbin back in. Make sure to leave us a review. I didn't us, need to leave. <laughs> and it helps us a lot in our, our podcast standings. I meant to mute. <laughs> Moving forward, we're going to change the, the way the show is done, and we're going to have segments in the show. So if you liked our odd news segment, well, guess what? We're going to do that more. We're going to have a fireside chat segment like we did tonight. And next week will be the return of what would fucking Kyle do? Because we all need... A little bit of Kyle Stinson wisdom in our fucking life. You know it. Because he's my Sherpa. Yeah. Sir, that's Brian McClay. <laughs> no, Brian McClay is my guide 
through psychedelics. You are my Sherpa for life advice, sir. <laughs> Travis Rats is my Sherpa for knowledge. And we'll find a place for Corbin somewhere. Find Cor- Corbin is my Sherpa for sports. Okay, listen, I can't. Okay, sure. Show I'll us the it. gun show, Corbin. I want to know who fucking blocked Solo. <laughs> you want to know what? Who the fuck blocked Solo Wookie? Who fucking blocked Solo Wookie? Who? That's what I want to know. Who, who blocked who, Solo Wookie? Who, who, who blocked the Solo Wookie? Who? Who? If you block Solo Wookie, I have who? a particular set of skills that will allow me to find you and absolutely and do nothing him. about it. And unblock them, yes. Unblock them. The Vlist is back on Monday. Again, I apologize. One, for my actions. Two, that you found this show. And three, make sure to subscribe. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going right now. But um <laughs> it's like Groundhog Day with Bill Murray. <laughs> yeah. For this week's episode of the Absolute Geek Podcast, I uh, make sure to check out Corbin on Tales from the Spinner Rack every Sunday. Every Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. At three Mountain Standard. We are going to be doing next week Justice League versus Justice League. There we go. <laughs> no, we actually have some comic comics, book reviews. Comics are back. Yes, comics, comics are back. Are back. back um, guys, oh, on a more serious note, I am this happened. completely this fucked up right now. On a more serious note, I am fucking we gone. The format, Kyle. It's not like that anymore. I am. I am fucking three sheets to the wind. I've actually learned how to saber off fucking bottles of champagne, so I plan on bringing out the saber. Yeah, I'm going to bring out the saber. But um, I want to send a big congratulations to our fellow podcasters and brothers in arms over at Couch Crunchers who are going to be recording their 100th episode tomorrow night. Congratulations, guys, on 100 episodes. It's a big milestone. Um... It's a it's a lot of hard work to get to a hundred episodes, even though most podcasts don't make it I after ten. Go to karate because it was on the same night as Wonder Years, so I can watch Winnie Cooper. I, I quit karate for fucking Winnie Cooper. Totally didn't even know I just hit that button. <laughs> but what the fuck ever? That is the kind of show it is tonight. Um, but congratulations, Couch Crunchers, Lance, Sam, Max, Tyler, and all the returning people because I know they're having a, a big uh, reunion, reunion show tomorrow. So Jay. Fuck. And, uh, um, yeah, I can't remember who else was on that fucking show at the beginning. Uh, but congratulations to you guys. 100, 100 episodes is a big milestone. Yep. And while I'm rambling for this week's episode of the Absolute Geek Podcast, I am Matt. I'm Kyle. I'm Brian. I'm Corbin. I'm Travis. And we'll see you guys next time. <laughs>